0: Hey, I'm Kyron. And this is Joel. And we welcome you to a new episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast, now featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series.
1: everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options podcast with your ever faithful hosts Joel McDonald, that is me, and as always my very very good friend and co-host Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you
0: doing, good sir? Joel, the sun is shining. I can feel winter melting away, and mm-hmm. it's it's warming me up inside and out. So I'm good. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's lovely. It's lovely outside.
1: Um, so I haven't had a chance to enjoy it that much because I've
0: been at work. But <laughs> it's... Joel, the, the most the most heartbreaking part of my Saturday was. Uh, when I finally got to go on my break, heading upstairs to the break room and looking outside. And I haven't seen the skies that clear and blue in so long. Yep. Yep. No. <laughs> and I, then sighing yeah. and heading back down after my break, sadly.
1: I don't even get to see that. Like, I, I started oh, that's at true. four yesterday. And then where my work is, is on like the bottom floor of a shopping center that like, if you go outside the closest door, it's... The car park, so I can see like a glint of the sun over in like an open <laughs> part of the car park. But like, yeah, I I, I rocked up to work at like four, like well, just before because I went and picked up one of the games I'm about to talk about today. Um, and Ooh. uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, a bit, bit of a tease. Um, and then yeah, like was like, oh, this sun's really nice. Well, I finish at ten o'clock tonight. Oh, G- goodbye, son. See you later. Um, but yeah, but uh, yeah, no that's all I've been doing is just working
0: just work 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 yeah that work life is real I I've had a chance to do a couple of things Mm. I saw The Meg last week have I talked about the the, wait when did we record last week
1: no you were going to see it after we finished recording
0: okay yeah it was terrible like it was god awful I have heard Um, that I have heard that it is not good all I can really say about
1: it (laughs) Mm, I have heard that it is not good
0: it's you can tell it's a movie that they shot and then we're like, ah, oh, we can change the audience this is for because yeah. it, is, it is a mess. The dialogue's not great. And but you can see, like, the interviews with Jason Statham's like, yeah, this isn't the movie I really signed on for. Yeah, like, that's never a good thing. The shark Bell even eats any people. Oh. Uh, it's just, yeah, like, I know. It's disappointing. But I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be great. Yeah. I was at like, least hoping it would be entertaining. Uh, but it wasn't really. I uh, actually I did go to the movies. I went by myself the other day. I had a day off, and I
1: was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to go see a movie." So um, the only thing that was really interesting, like that was sticking out to me that I wanted to see that was on was um, uh, Black Klansman. Um,
0: oh yeah, I've heard good things, and I'm keen to check it out.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's real. It's good. It's real good. Uh, it's interesting, very interesting. Um, it's yeah, Adam Driver's in it, and he's really great. Um, the guy I don't I'm not familiar with the main character in it, but he's really awesome in it, um, and all the supporting cast are really great as well. Um, I won't say who like one of the most interesting casting choices was because it's I think maybe a spoiler I didn't actually know going into it. Um,
0: okay, but, interesting. But
1: yeah, but basically, if you're not familiar with Black Landsman, it's um it's based around a true story about a a, a black cop in um. Colorado Springs I think uh where he wanted to become a police officer and um he sort of gets a gig and eventually um works his way onto the detective division and um decides he wants to try and he sees an ad for the Ku Klux Klan in the newspaper so he calls them and pretends to be a white guy and saying that he's really interested in joining um and so one of the other cops that he works with he gets to sort of pose as like the other version of himself like the white version of himself to go along to these meetings. And yeah, it's about them sort of infiltrating the, uh, um, the Ku Klux Klan. And it's, uh, it's full on. It's pretty full on. I've heard that. Um, it ends on a really full on note as well, where I was like, yeah, this is like, this is fucked up. Like our world is fucked basically, (laughs) but, um, Uh, and you know, I guess that sort of carried over into everything that's been happening in Australia this week, but, uh, Oh boy. Yeah. We're not a politics
0: podcast, but fuck Australian
1: politics. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, we, we don't have the time, nor the resources, nor the energy. I don't think to fucking put into that conversation, but, um, but yeah, I'll tell you what, we do have the, uh, the time and energy to put in, uh, put into It's, it's, it's video games. what we do here. It's how we roll. It is. We we do play video games. We do, yeah. So I reckon it's about time that we go and check out our quest log. Mission completed.
0: Quest log.
1: Cool. So our quest log is our What We've Been Playing segment of the show uh, where we check in what we've been playing over the last week or so uh, and sort of fill you in on on the details of everything. So uh, we've both played a few things this week actually which has been pretty good the smash stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah um would you mind terribly if i kicked off this week
0: take it away joel i i Lovely. i gift this to you oh thank you so
1: much so considerate of you um so uh a few things i i went back i think last week i mentioned that i went back and started playing doom 2016 again after that doom eternal trailer which just got me hyped about it and went man i never finished doom I really should, um, so I went back through and uh, and smashed through a bunch of that. And I've actually, I just yesterday, I finished it. So finally got around to to knocking out Doom twenty sixteen. And I mean, I've spoken about this game multiple times on the show. It's just if you like if you like first person shooters that just handle really really well and make you feel like an absolute god. It's this is the game for you. It, like you maneuvering through the maps and and switching weapons on the fly and just like comboing up things and the, gl- the 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 glory kills and all all those sort of things wrapped into this amazing package of just tight tight gameplay that sort of is super faithful to like the original source material but also modernizes it so it doesn't feel stale it's just like amazing i i'm a big advocate for that game um On top of it, it, like, it runs at a, like, at, like, 60 frames pretty consistently. It only started to, it lagged a couple of times, but that was because there was a lot going on towards the end of the game. Um, but, like, it was never enough for me to go, oh, well, I died because of that. Like, it was, I may have taken a couple of hits, but, like, I had enough runes that I could use to, um, like, get armor from glory kills and stuff like that. So I could sort of recover that pretty quickly, um... And it's just a fun game. Like uh, the, the the soundtrack by Mick Gordon is
0: just so good, so when so, it kicks in, oh. there's nothing like it.
1: And that's what that's the best part about the soundtrack is it like when you're exploring through these areas and you're doing because uh, the game is like again also about ex- exploration and finding secrets and and um, like just scouring every nook and cranny to find things. And I, there was so much that I missed as well, but like. um but just trying to like hunt through and and find as much as you can, um. But so when you're doing those parts, it's like it's like really ambient, quiet, just sort of like this isolated feeling that you have. Uh, and then as soon as you sort of walk into a room, you're like, this is an arena, and then you just hear this like
0: and you're
1: like, fucking let's go. And then like you hear like all these demons start screaming and start flying, just making a beeline towards you. And you're just like, that's when you equip your rocket launcher and lock onto the nearest target and fucking go to town. And it's just, I, yeah, like, I, I think after every combat encounter, I was like, I fist pumped. I was just like, yes, oh, so good. Um, It's just amazing. It's, it's, it, it's it has no right being as good as it is. And I'm pretty sure I've said that before, but it just, it really doesn't. Like, everything going into leading up to that game coming out sort of was like, really? doom in this day and age when we have like call of duty and battlefield and those are the kinds of shooters that people more align with like no, no, just i mean st- I, th-
0: I think i think a big part of it was especially after we had doom 3 and i mean i personally mm. think doom 3 wasn't i don't think it was amazing right but i think it was really good for what it was and they did that bfg edition which thumbs down to that thing Right. Uh where they like stuck a flashlight on your gun. It's just like, well, no, that sort of defeats the purpose of what Doom Three was going for, but okay. Yeah. And then it'd been so long between drinks and like the last game they'd made was Rage, which was pretty, but super shallow and not really yep. worth investing in. Yeah, And I'm pretty sure there was also talk of like like they scrapped the Doom they were making to go and make the Doom twenty sixteen they released. I don't know how yeah. I can't remember how true that is, but I think you're right. It was like it was it was there were tribulations heading into that game, but they just hit it out the park, like, yep. and it's it's still going. Like it hasn't touched the ground Ooh,
1: yet. Yeah, I mean, like it was starting to come down a little bit because it was like a couple of years. Oh yeah, cool. And then we saw that Doom Eternal gameplay, and just and then it went, it just bounced up again and it kept going. Oh god, it hit like a you know, up gust of wind and just kept going. And man, I I'm so excited to play Doom Eternal next year. It's like shot up so far up on my. Uh, especially now finishing one, I'm like, I'm prepared. I'm ready to go. And the way one ends is like, okay. And from watching what I've seen from those Doom Eternal game players, I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah, man. Hell on Earth. We're doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, not, just, we're the, not the, the, calling it Hell on Earth, but I wish I had of.
1: <laughs> no, no. Um, there's a mission in Doom 2016. It's called Hell on Mars, but um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's, (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, no, the way the one ends, like the last, after the final boss fight and the way it ends, like the interaction, which you finish in such a stellar way. Oh God. So good. Um, just, yeah. Amazing. Just is, they're like, all right, you know, you fall into hell the first time. You're like, fuck, I'm in hell. Oh my God. You get out and you're like. Alright, cool. Um, so the portal's kinda of still open. Olivia Pierce is still trying to like like breach the breach an opening. We're gonna have to send you back. And that happens two more times. You're like, Oh I guess I'm going back to hell again. Let's do it. Um but yeah, like it's uh the 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 final interaction that you have with um Samuel Hayden, the um the robot man AI person. Wasn't he is he? Is he voiced by
0: Optimus Prime?
1: That makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, what Peter Cullen? Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. Look, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I think you're right. It, that makes sense too because it def- he's doing his Optimus Prime voice for it as well. He's. Like, hey, we need you to be a robot. Oh, well,
0: wait. Oh? I don't think it is him. Sadly, it just it's sounds a, like
1: him. It does sound like him a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's the final interaction you have. There's one particular part. Um like the final, the final part, uh, spoilers for Doom 2016. Do you, do you mind
0: Kyron? <laughs> I don't care. You I don't care? like, I didn't finish it myself, but I watched it. I've seen how it all ends. Yeah. So like when you have, uh, you,
1: you come back to, to, to Mars and basically Samuel Hayden puts the tether on you again. So you, you are yeah. basically held captive and he's like, well, look, you know, we closed it, uh, and shit's going to be okay. But, You've got no idea what you've done. That energy source is going to, like, basically throw us into the Dark Ages. But we've got this now, which is, like, the the Crucible, I think it's called. It's, like, this, like, weird key thing you've been using to, like, um, free some of the Warden Spirits in hell. And uh, he's like, yeah, we've got this now. We might be able to do something with this. And as he says that, the tethers start to activate again. It's like tether activation. You get sort of held down so you can't move. Uh and you see him sort of basically flick the switch and it becomes the sword that's in um the Doom Eternal gameplay at the very end where you see it. You're like, Oh yeah. okay, we're getting that back. So that's that's what got oh, me yeah. excited. I was like, Fuck yeah, we're getting that back. That 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 thing's important.
0: I mean, you just know that Doom Eternal's starting with you busting out of those restraints, no doubt. Oh yeah, yeah. Punching a few more monitors and yeah. Um Showing complete lack of interest in the story, as again, which I still yep. respect Doom 2016 for doing.
1: Which, which it, it's... Yeah, that's awesome. But, like, the story's actually kind of interesting as well. Like, the whole... Oh, yeah, like, the, it's... The, the just, backstory I, of the June I think Slayer. it's delivered in
0: a way that's good.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's it's there if you want it otherwise. And it's not hard to find, but it's... If you no, just want to keep shooting stuff, it's it's totally fine. Um, and then the forced cutscene moments aren't overly long, and they're kind of interesting, stuff happens in them and you're like all right okay cool um but yeah like it's just a fucking solid shooter and it's so dirt cheap it's, it's like 15 bucks on the psn at the moment so if you haven't played doom 2016 you've been sort of sitting on the fence about it like you've got no excuse it's such a good game and for 15 bucks you could do so much worse like there's yeah. so many
0: good games on sale right now on the Sony yeah it's, it's, true. Right. it's just it's it's ridiculous.
1: I think my friend I convinced my friend to buy it and he bought it on Steam because he wanted to play it on PC, but like he paid I think full price on Steam for it. It wasn't on sale or anything, but it was like twenty dollars US, which worked out to about thirty five dollars Australian. So even that I, mean, is still, I guess it's an old game now. So. Yeah. But that that even still is totally worth the ambition price. It looks really, really good. It runs so smoothly. Um it's just a fucking solid game. So thumbs up for dube. Um, in terms of other stuff that I played this week, I did mention last week that I had started, I think I mentioned last week, I'm not sure if I did or not, but...
0: I'm pretty sure you did, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, I mentioned last week that I started playing Okami on the Switch, I finally bought that, um, and yeah, I've played probably about 10 hours of it now or so, um, beat a couple of dungeons, uh, it's really good, um, it's a really good game, I've never really played Okami, so I... I just knew that it was held with such high regard and, like, the art style was really interesting and the fact the setting of it all was really cool. Uh, And to all those sort of statements, yes, 100%. um, It looks really great. I've been playing mostly in uh, handheld mode, sorry, Um, which is really cool because um, one of the mechanics of Okami, if you're not familiar with, you have this thing called the Celestial Brush, which basically you use to, you know, you can use it for attacks or um, to solve puzzles and it's almost like I guess casting spells in a way, uh, in a weird way. Yeah, that's what I I would I would describe it as that. Yeah, it's so your like, magic. Yeah, so you can basically use like so if there's an area that's like well th- there's this plant that needs sunlight and you have to look up in the sky. There's a hole in the cave and you sort of draw a circle and it becomes the sun and it sort of shines down. So things like that. It's not overly difficult, but it's like it's it's just the right amount of like being able to kick back on the couch and just be like ah I feel clever yeah. Ah, uh, for solving things, um, <laughs> I've had a couple of boss fight encounters as well.
0: Um, using the touchscreen for the celestial brush is excellent, really, really good. Um, that's that's only the sole reason I want to pick it up again because the game, the game's really good. But I, I've never really felt like the celestial brush really clicked with me on either the motion controls or on the joysticks. But touchscreen again, yeah, especially after playing a bit of Okamiden on the DS. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I wish there was a touchscreen for Okami. And now it is possible. So yeah. I will pick it up eventually, yeah. especially because it's cheap. It's but really I'm glad cheap. to hear it works really well.
1: It works really well. Um, It's great to, like, uh, so to use a Celestial Brush normally, you'd have to hold, like, that on the switch, the R button or the L button. You can, yeah. switch, you can switch it. Uh, and that brings up the thing. And you can use either the thumbstick or the touchscreen. Um, I realized after a while that you, if you're using the touchscreen controls for it, for the Celestial Brush, you don't need to hold that button you can just tap you can just touch it and just draw a circle and it does it straight away yes yeah it's really streamlined um the only part where i didn't i felt weird doing that was like doing the dots to make like trees appear to stun enemies like that was when i was like i'd hold the button down so i wasn't going to cancel out halfway through um that's that's a
0: good yeah that's a good point
1: yeah but uh apart from that it's really good um i did play a little bit in docked mode as well because i wanted to show ash um and also i wanted to see what it looks like on the tv and also i wanted to see what the motion controls are like because it does still have the uh the motion controls uh i'm assuming very similar to the the wii version so um yeah it it works fine you just hold the button and use the the right joy con to do your thing um i it's okay like it works it's fine. It felt fairly competent. It messed me up a couple of times, but it wasn't too bad. Um, it probably wouldn't be my main port of call. I think if I was playing on, uh, if I was playing on the TV, still, I'd probably use it. Um, unless I needed to do something super intricate, then I might use the the thumbstick just to be a little bit more precise. Um, but yeah, it's really great. Uh, the visuals still hold up quite well. Um, the motion blur is there's a lot of motion blur. <laughs>
0: yeah there
1: is oh boy motion blur city um which is fine like it, it's okay I, I adjusted to it but at first i was like oh oh god uh, i felt like i was watching things about like, like happen in slow motion um and
0: uh,
1: uh akami
0: yeah. is one of my favorite examples to look at when when you there's always that argument about you know what what games hold up better especially yeah. visually and the, the style of Okami, like, looking at that, you wouldn't even really think it was a PS2 game, honestly. No. Like, you look at, I look at Trails on Switch, and I'm like, that could be a game that's released today. It just yep. looks, and has aged so well, thanks to, like, the distinct visual flair that um, Clover gave it. Yes. And it just, it still blows me away, especially just the little touches as you're, as in the animations, and, like, even when you are interacting with the world and, like, making the sun in the sky, just the, the effects that happen when you're making, like, uh plants spring to life and all that. Like it just, it's so good.
1: Yep. Yeah. And it's satisfying having the touch controls. It feels more one-to-one control. Like it feels that's exciting. Yeah. It feels good to do that. Like you feel like you're, you are just like casting these spells or making plants appear or making the sun appear in the sky or drawing a washing pole for the lady who's lost her so she can dry her washing. And then she complains that the sun's gone. It's a cloudy day. So you draw the sun in the sky and as clothes dry and she's really happy. It's like, but simple. you didn't do it, Joel. Don't, but you don't get credit. No, no, exactly, no, exactly. That's I, I, yeah. That was the tweet I posted about. It. I was like I really enjoy playing Okami, or as I like to call it, people think that they're really good at doing things, except it's just a wolf god that's helping them out. Um, the fucking nobody ever
0: suspects the wolf god.
1: No, no, they're always like, "What's this dumb dog doing here?" Anyway, is, yeah. Back to what I was doing, and then like you just go, All right, "Well, <laughs> I guess I'll slash this rock in half," and he's like. Yeah, I'm the strongest, and he's like, I'm gonna run away and hide now. And you keep running into him. I can't that's, remember what his name that's is. Susano. Yeah, Susano. Yeah, the biggest yeah, little Susano
0: is uh, such a bitch. <laughs> get used to him. <laughs> get used to Susano. That's what I'll tell you. He he, a bitch. Um,
1: but yeah, like I'm really enjoying it. It's just fun to sort of chip away. I'm not sort of like it, it, like it's not consuming me. And going, oh, I need to play Okami. Oh, I wish I wasn't at work because I could play Okami. But it, I think it's good because it's nice just to be able to sit on the couch and play it in handheld mode and just chuck a podcast on or whatever, play away, go to town. Um, and, yeah, it's really fun. The combat's really interesting. I've had a couple of new weapons that I've got now. Um, exploring the weapons. world.
0: I honestly forgot about the weapons.
1: Yeah, so I've got, like, the one that's, like, the the whip. Uh, and I've the also The whip got, is incredible. The whip is the best, yeah. it's it's. I don't think I need to use anything else, but... Um, and I've also got the... The one after that. I think it's, like, a wheel. Yeah. It's, like, a spiked wheel. Yeah. I, yeah.
0: I very vaguely remember a spiked wheel. Yeah. It's a long game. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the other reason
1: why I'm not, sort of, throwing myself into it and, sort of, going, cancel everything else, I'm playing Okami to Life it because I know that it's long, so... Um, but, yeah, it's really good. That's, uh, yeah, Okami. It's $30 on the Switch. You can't
0: can't go wrong with it, I don't think, anyway. but uh, I'm very happy you're enjoying it. It's a very good game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is good. Like I said, just to chip away at it, have something. It's like, if I'm on the couch, I don't know what I want to play. i was just like, let's play some Okami. Like, it's good. I've, I've put Dead Cells down for the, the last week or so. I've played a little bit of it, though. Can't turn me away completely, but... Um, Uh, The last thing I've bought, I'm I'm bringing to the table this week, is I just started it last night when I got home from work because I bought it yesterday. Um, After, you know, we'll touch on it a little bit later, but, like, you know, all the stuff from Gamescom coming out this week, uh, one of the big things was uh, a lot more gameplay and trailers for Devil May Cry 5. Uh, And I think I had said on the show maybe, but I had definitely said it to you, uh, Kyron, that I was going to try and catch up. Because Devil May Cry 5 looks really good. Um, it does look really. It looks really good. So I was like, alright, cool. Um, and then, so I finished Doom yesterday. And I had like a couple of hours before I had to start work. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go buy. So I went, I went and bought the Devil May Cry HD collection. So that's uh, 1, 2, and 3. Um, sort of remastered. Very, very loosely use the term remastered. Um, gameplay wise, it looks a little better. Um, but the cutscenes, obviously, That's they why... didn't touch up.
0: Well, yeah, cutscenes are always a bit weird, in, in like remasters and stuff. Yeah, and the
1: aspect ratio switches a lot. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, <Yep. laughs> uh, yeah. So it's like it started off in four three, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And then the game, like, I got into like gameplay, and I'm like, okay, cool, here we go. And then it went back into like, not quite. Four three, it was a little bit white. I don't know, it was weird, and I, 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 was like, okay, cool, let's keep going. Um, I must admit, I had played a little, like a long time ago. I played a little bit of the first one on PS2, and I remember not getting into it. Um, now that was so pre Bayonetta though, true, very true. Um, but that that argument also works against it as well i'm really enjoying it i'll just i'll come out the gate now and say i am enjoying it and i i it's that same thing that i had when i like starting kingdom hearts one and going this is an old game it's a remaster but it's they can't remaster controls and and other gameplay elements like some things have to you can't change obviously because that's going to take a lot more time
0: no, then it becomes a remake at that exactly
1: point. so it was like all right fine um I forgot about the fact that it was mission based,
0: um, and oh yeah, that's that's just a part of Devil May Cry.
1: Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that completely. I was like, all right, cool. And like some of the missions was like, open this door, and like you spawn in. You're like, all right, cool. You go over, kill these two guys, and you open the door, and like you finish
0: the mission. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. Does does Devil May Cry one have that thing where the screen freezes and then the, the gun shoots for the screen?
1: No, it doesn't. No.
0: It oh, just goes it. to, like... Because, yeah, that happens a lot in the other Devil my Cries, and you it, get used to it. It just, like,
1: goes to, like, mission clear, and I'm like,
0: yay, I opened the door. Um, hey, man, it's for, it's for little victories. Exactly, don't don't know, downplay the little victories. Exactly,
1: especially because I get to a point now where I'm getting my ass kicked by a fucking boss, so... Yeah, um, I bet you wish you could...
0: It was, like, open a door.
1: Yeah, well, well to be fair, to, to spawn the boss, I have to open a door. So there's there's oh, that. there you go. Yeah, you
0: know. See, okay. So that it, what it's actually doing is building upon you. It's like, it's like okay, you open the door. Now do it again, but also as a boss. So yeah. it's just testing you. Well, actually, to, to that point, it was really interesting because Ash started watching me
1: play it last night when I was um like we both got home from work about the same time, and I, I booted it up, started playing, and there was a part where I got to, I walked into a room, and there was like a circle thing on the wall and like two, like mannequins standing in front of it. So they weren't ones that were going were to come alive. They were like suits of armor. And, you know, at, at that point, the game had showed me that, oh, I can destroy those. So I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go hit those and get some orbs. So I hit those and it lit up something on the back of that round circle. And I was like, huh. And Ash was like, oh, cool. They taught you how to, to use the switch there just by putting those two mannequins in front of it. And I was like, they fucking did. 100%. That's, that's good game design. I love little things like that. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, that yeah that is that is good game design it's like there's because there's no tutorials like you can go into the menu and sort of say which it sort of impacted me because like i kept building up my devil trigger meter and i was like how do i use this and went into the the the, oh. the, the menu and it's like i just hit r1 and i was like oh okay cool awesome
0: that's yep. how you pull that's how you pull your devil trigger
1: i pulled my devil trigger yeah man i've been listening to that song a lot this week
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It is a really good song, and again, so it, since Gamescom just happened, it's been on my Spotify as well. Yep. And at one point at the Capcom booth at uh, Gamescom, they actually had a guy playing it on guitar. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's awesome! I think I I think I retweeted it. Um, and it just oh, it's such a goddamn it, old Devil May Cry Five and that song. Yep. My I, favorite part of E3 this year, I think.
1: <laughs> side side note about that song though, because I was talking about it with Ash. I was like, oh yeah, De- I, I must have like omitted the fact that it was from the new game that's coming out next year i'm like yeah the song it, they they released this song it's really great i love it it's so like it's so wanky cock rock but it's the best like it's it's the best version of it um and it's like it encapsulates that time period really nicely and i played it for her and she's like oh yeah definitely and i'm like and i said i sort of stopped and went i mentioned this is for the game that's coming out next year and she goes oh what that's not the alt. That's not for this game. And I went, no, no, no. That's for the new one that's coming out this year. And she's like, oh man, this is like throwback city. This
0: song, and I'm like, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's, it's, again, that's why it works so well because yep. like the Devil May Cry's have a very particular sort of soundtrack. Yep. as you will become accustomed to as you play through them, and hearing that play for that very first trail was like this. No, they know what they're doing. Like they've got this. It's like, do you um, like? No end to my confidence that they're gonna nail that yeah. game. It's like, do you like the soundtrack to Blade? Yes.
1: Then you will like this soundtrack. Like, it's it's that like you know, that industrial rave. Like, I love it. It's so good. Um, it's really good. But yeah, uh, obviously as well, forgot about the fixed camera angles. Um, we were talking yeah, about this that's, before. Yeah,
0: that's a, a blueprint mm. from the uh, Resident Evil influences.
1: Yeah. Um, interesting. It took a little while to get used yeah. to,
0: and I'm still getting used
1: to it as well, just because I'm just fixed camera angles like do my head in sometimes but like it hasn't really it hasn't impaired me too much until at the moment the fight that i'm doing at the moment with uh with the griffin (laughs) and that's it's fucking me up a little bit there but uh yeah and and the worst part is like you know instinctively when i'm playing like action games like this as well i always like my thumb's always on the right stick using the uh, using the camera, like moving the camera. But if you use the thumbstick in Devil May Cry, Dante stops what he's doing and taunts, and it's a, <laughs> it's a long taunt too. He stands there. I to like, say I he flips his guns up. I would have thought like, it would be a dodge, on. but nope, nope. The dodge is if you hold R one and move left or right and X. That's the that, dog. That's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. Um, uh, speaking of, speaking of taunts, have you seen some of the cool ones that Nero has in Devil May Cry Five? Oh, I think I did. There's one where he like chucks his hood on, oh. and there's another one where he literally he like leans back, he leans back and counts the demons in front of him for the ones he's gonna like own and stuff. It's oh. just I'm so excited for Devil May Cry Five. <laughs> I've seen the one where he does like it was in like a gameplay demo where he like.
1: Fired, fired his um the devil trigger from his arm, and then like just points <laughs> and like does like that just casual like yes, and I'm like fucking <laughs> what a legend, um, but yeah. When he fires his beam, he's just like having a taste of the good shit. <laughs> yeah, and like that's I mean, in terms of Devil May Cry one, like it's like, I like I already know that Dante is a really cool character, and I just from he's a like a real
0: cool character. Well, like
1: I already like from from like hearing yourself and a couple yeah. of our other friends talk about it and from what I've seen previously I'm like yeah Dante's fucking rad um I've watched that opening cut scene of Devil May Cry 3 it's awesome um
0: and-, and and the thing is I can I can completely understand people who don't like it but I just I just I find it so interesting and hilarious to watch because, yeah, Dante is so self-confident and self-assured, but uh, go if you haven't played any Devil May Cry, go and look up the cutscene. Yeah. Maybe don't. You might not... You might not you, I think you need a bit of context on Dante as a character to really appreciate that cutscene. Oh,
1: honestly, but... well, the first time I saw it, I didn't have any context, and I was like, this guy's awesome. Okay. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> this guy's rad. He just wants to eat pizza and he, like, he, like, plays some music on his jukebox, and then these arseholes come and interrupt. He just, yeah, he, he just, like, throws his pizza in the air and catches it in his mouth.
1: He's fucking awesome. Like... We're legend um but yeah like that that point you said though about like i get why people don't like maybe don't like dante as a character it's the same argument that i have about um what's it called uh bayonetta the same thing like people have issues with bayonetta they're like oh she's too sexualized all this, and i'm like that's kind of the point like she knows it though she's it's not She's not being... Oh, yeah. Baynetta owns that. Yeah, exactly. Like, she she uses that as a weapon. Like, that, that is a weapon for her. She she knows that other people are going to oogle her and, like, all this stuff. And she's like, well, if I need to get something out of someone, I know I can use that because I'm so confident in myself.
0: Like, don't get me wrong. It's still a bit questionable with the oh, Harris demon thing. Oh, and when oh, she yeah. uses her attacks and it just basically strips her naked. But apart from that, yes. But she's having a great time. She's loving it. Oh, she's loving it. Yeah, yeah she's she's having an incredibly fun time. Um, so I guess that's probably so why is Dante.
1: it's a good good uh, correlation there. It's like why I wanted to play Devil May Cry, the series anyway, because I was like, five looks really good. I like now, especially I like those style of action games where it's just like you know combos and button mashing and yeah, like getting letter grades at the end of fights and and things like that i'm like all right cool maybe i think it's time for me to revisit and i i am really enjoying it i got my i got a trophy for my first um is it super stylish combo i think
0: bss yeah i, I think i got i think it was just a normal s oh okay but i got a trophy for it anyway i, was, probably, I, I think it's style like yeah because you'll probably have a trophy for getting an s an ss and an sss SS,
1: an yep yeah. um but yeah, like I mean, it feels really good. It, it, again, it's a PS2 game, and it's not even like it, it's. A, it's like a. When was it launched in terms of the PS2 life cycle? Probably like in the middle somewhere. I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna quickly Google its year because yeah, it.
1: It's like it. It, 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 it feels like it's that time frame where it's you know. Um. People are get. I, I we're still trying to figure out games and stuff and like experiment a little bit more and and it wasn't quite as refined and stuff and like using that there being a spin-off on that resident evil engine is um yeah you can definitely feel
0: that it came out uh well funnily enough came out august 23rd 2001 2001 okay yeah
1: so yeah so it's a 17 year old 17 year old game is
0: is 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 old yeah it's old
1: um I, well in terms of that like it, it 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 may not hold up terribly well but it's still it's still playable it's still fun uh and once I got over like got accustomed to everything and how the game operated and how it wanted to be put, wanted to be played i was like okay yep all right like i can i can fumble my way through this now um but yeah i i i'm really enjoying it i'm looking forward to playing through the series uh even though i know that from multiple sources that 2 is not very good but I'm going to play through it anyway 2 is 2 is weird okay yeah so I I'm I'm going to play through all of them I'm going to play yeah, play through 1 2 and 3 and then I'll pick up 4 um once I've got through those I'm so
0: excited for you to get to 3 I really like I think to this day Devil May Cry 3 is still my favorite out of the entire series I really like that game
1: yeah no I'm I'm definitely
0: looking forward to it. after you know that opening cutscene is like yeah all right cool Let's go. Yeah, well, there's there's some great stuff coming up if you like that cutscene in that yep. game. And
1: I'm just looking forward to having uh, that the personality of Dante come out a little bit more because obviously there's limited cutscenes and stuff like that. Um, so that he doesn't get too much of a chance to shine, like character-wise. Um, when he does, it's great. Like in, in, in this one, he has a couple of moments where he's got some great lines where, he, you know, One-liners when he's like back and forth with boss, boss, uh, encounters with that giant fucking spider. Oh, he's the worst. He, He mainly
0: delivers in quips as opposed to character development.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I love that kind of shit. Um, but yeah, like, oh man, that spider. And he just wouldn't leave me alone. I walk into a new area. It's like, all right, it's mission start. Walk around the corner and then like the camera would freeze and Dante would turn around and he's like running down this hallway towards me. I'm like, fuck off seriously. I don't want to deal with you. Luckily I didn't have Do you to. You like spiders. No, it's not even the fact that he was a spider. He was just a fucking pain in the ass to fight. <laughs> and especially the, the final time you fight him, he's got like, he's like, he puts his, claw, uh, his uh, front legs up and like hides under the shield. He's like, hey, can't get me now. And I'm like, <sighs> okay, fine, whatever. Get up on your back and punch him in the spine a little bit. Um, so I am doing a lot of punching at the moment. I've got the, uh, the Ifrit Lids.
0: Oh, nice! Yeah, f- uh, fun. Yeah, when you, when you start really getting into the combat of the Devil May Cry games, is when they it was when you're going to really start enjoying them.
1: I had a moment before with that where with the Ifrit combo, uh, I started comboing a lot more, and that's why I was getting better letter grades, like being able to charge yeah. attacks. Um, I was getting better at that. Like I'd do like one, two, three combo, and then charge the fourth one. But it was always his kick, so he did like the fucking like, hot like vertical like hold his leg up like completely vertical, and like charge up this massive attack and then like slam down. Always get an A rank. Oh, the for Ganondorf, that. yeah, but yeah, the Ganondorf, one hundred percent. But yeah, that's uh, that's about all I've been playing this week, though, Kyron. So uh, catching up on old games. Apparently, that's my that's all I do now.
0: I mean. I'm not exactly bringing a different story at this point. <laughs> uh, actually, that's true. But yeah, we are. We are just maximising on the, what the time we have because we are weeks away from the release schedule really hitting. So we've got to make the most of it. Exactly. That's it. Um, but what have you been playing, Karen? Okay, so I've only been dabbling in a few games, but one of them is a new one. But I've been. I was. I said I was going to buy it before the sale, and it, th- and I did, and that was Wolfenstein New Colossus. Yes. After I enjoyed New Order so much, so I'm finally playing it, Joel. I'm it's finally there. So good. Uh, in, I mean, I, we 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 broke it down pretty si- like seriously when you played it. I just I do want to say that I am still super invested in the characters in this story. Yeah. Uh, the first mission is a wild start with the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I. I personally would have shortened it a little bit because I was... It was cool, but I also hated being stuck on 50 health. And yeah. it's like, it's okay, let's get some health packs and, like, get above it. And then it would just bleed away. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess this is how we're doing things. But apart from that, like, that was... It's an incredibly good opening. And the cutscene with uh, Fergus... Is it Fergus? Fergus? Ferguson? Fergus? Yep. Yeah, Fergus. Yeah, and uh, and Caroline with... um. I forget her name again. The the baddie. What's her um, name? How am I forgetting her name? Fuck. Shit. I've forgotten exactly. Yeah, I'll look it up. Yeah, I... I don't know how I'm forgetting, because she... She she's, was hilarious in Wolf and New Water. She's I love an the way you mess her face up. Yeah, oh.
1: Um, let's look it up. Oh. Uh. Bad guy... Bad villain. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, Fra- good, like, Fra- Colossus um, villain.
0: Frau Engel. Engel, there yeah, you go. Irene That's Engel, yeah. 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 So, like, I just had that cutscene where she, I mean, I guess Wolfenstein, New Colossus spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I, I think if you played New Colossus and you pay attention to how that game starts, yep. And you remember what a character from the first game had, uh-huh. you had a pretty good idea of where things were going in that very first mission. Yep. Uh, because BJ he needed he needed that suit, man. He needed. Yep, he needed that suit. He couldn't really walk. Sacrifices had so to be made, I had, unfortunately. Yeah, I had that cutscene, and it was it was real. And then, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like again, I'll, I'm gonna play more of it, and I'll, we, we can deep dive next week. But I just I do want to say that still the story is just the star of this game. Yeah, the shooting is okay. Visually, it looks pretty good. Uh, I'm in the, dist- like, the ruins of New York right now. Uh, looks ugly as sin. Yeah. Don't know where I'm going. Yep. Um, but music's great. Again, Mick Gordon just oh, doing yeah. his thing. And, yeah, characters that I surprisingly care about. And the, the hub world is
1: really, really cool, um, to explore. On the U-boat. Mm-hmm. The U-boat's really, really cool. Yeah.
0: Um, it it just it did feel like a bigger version of the hub you had in the first game, which was neat though. I liked that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's really cool, and I, I like how they fleshed it out. And there are always, there's always something to discover there. There's always something to li- like listen in on a conversation or have a chat with someone about something, and that's really really cool for like character and world building, which is great stuff in you know, a first person shooter. Yeah,
0: and as as we touched on when we talked about New Order, you know, it's you get to shoot Nazis. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh
1: yeah,
0: Nazis and fucking and, big robot dogs and yeah, it's great. Yeah, oh, I, I haven't got to the big robot dogs yet, but I remember from the first game and yeah. like yeah, just the way when you get the uh, again, it feels like a, like it just I mean, I think of a lot of it's just because this was made for this generation, so I'm enjoying it more in that sense. Whereas you could tell a New Order, it was nice, but you could tell it was a PS3 game, especially yep. with the cutscenes. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, this one's just like, no, this was made for PS4. There's a satisfying pop when you get the big laser gun from, like, the the heavy-armoured guys, and you pop a Nazi with it. Oh, yeah. It's just... It just feels good. It just feels good. All the weapons in the game feel
1: feel really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's interesting that they've opted for a weapon upgrade system Mm -hmm. in this one, where you, like, spend, like, upgrade kits to get attachments for your guns, which, obviously, the first one I picked was the silencer for the pistol, because... Oh, yeah. That's how we roll. That's exactly right. But I, I did think that was interesting. I I saw that the like the the perk things are back. What do I really unlock for doing them? Oh, do you remember? Because I, I've, I I've done a couple remember. of them, but I haven't. I've done like some tier one ones, but I don't know if anything changed, unless I just missed it and it was un- more of an under the hood thing.
1: I actually I can't remember. No, it's it, that's because I thought
0: me. I thought they were connected, but yeah, apparently not. So I, I guess I have to keep playing to find out.
1: Yeah. Well. There's the the whole thing of um. In terms of the weapon upgrades and attachments and stuff, that's very similar to Doom. Doom has the same thing where you get um, weapon upgrade yeah. points, and you have like two do- each gun has like two different attachments, uh, and you can switch. I tell you what though,
0: I get why they didn't do it the same way, but I do like how it works in Doom. I really, they were, they were fun little challenges they gave you sometimes. Oh yeah, when, once you like fully maxed like out, doing a to, challenge to yeah. do it.
1: Yeah. I like, I mean, Bethesda with their shooter division, having like little mini challenges and stuff like that to really sort of like shake up the way you play the game and sort of open your horizon. So you're not just doing the same thing over and over again, which is fine. You can do it. It's fun, but like it, yeah, it makes you go, all right, well, I'm going to go for this now. And you start changing the way that you're playing the game, um, to maybe explore something that you might not have thought about doing before, because you want to get that perk or, or that upgrade or whatever. Yeah, Mm,
0: It's cool. Where Whereas it also sort of if you are if you're just playing a particular way it's a good way to reward you for playing that way like for for playing sneaky and having like a perk for stealth kills and stuff like that absolutely yeah, just sort of things like that are really neat. It's great to live at a at a point where both doom and wolfenstein are alive and well, yeah it is nice,
1: yeah, and still feel considering like both those games are very similar like the the original source of chill are very similar these two games are. You know, the, the only thing that they really share in common is the fact that they are first-person shooter games.
0: They're, uh, yeah, they are vastly different, and it's really, really cool to see. I would say that like, because Doom is definitely truest to those old shooters, but mm-hmm. I do like Wolfenstein's new direction as well. Yep, yep. and you still have those moments
1: where it's like, we're gonna lock you in a room here. You gonna know, fight your way out? Like, kill, okay.
0: kill a bunch of enemies. Like, all right,
1: yep, I got a lot of guns. Let's go. Here's my shotgun. Bang, bang. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Good times. I haven't got the shotgun yet. I really want it. It's so good. Shotgun is the best. Oh. I need it, Joel. Like the machine guns have been like disappointing. I need that shotgun. Now you get the yeah. Then
1: you get the shotgun. Then you get the shotgun assault rifle, and it's like, you know, you're set. <laughs> you're a fucking walking tank. It's
0: great. So good. Uh, but yeah, so I haven't, I haven't played much of that. That's something we're gonna really dig into this week. Apart from that. I've been chipping away at two other games. One of them I've been doing over time, and that's Assassin's Creed Origins. I've actually played a bit more of it now, and I'm starting to get into it. It's just... It's a slow burn, I think, because the game is so big. Mm-hmm. Like, I've started upgrading, uh, unlocking some good upgrades, so the combat feels a bit more fun. I've got, like, the the guided arrows for your... your um, I think it's a predator bow, so basically you, you fire an arrow afar too, and if you hold it down you can sort of direct it at particular body parts which is neat. Okay, cool. I got the I got the slow down t- like the slow down time mechanic when you jump into the air and draw your bow sort of oh. like Horizon and Zelda Breath
1: of the Wild, yeah.
0: Um yeah, so like the combat is starting to fill out a bit more. Still not super like the quests are pretty uninteresting, like the, the side quests, which is kind of a bummer because there's so many of them so like I shouldn't have expected much honestly. It's usually like, hey, go save these prisoners or go and get this item. I did have a cool one, which was more of a solve this riddle. It was like, it gave you a couple of lines to find a location, but it wouldn't mark it on the map. And I was like, that's kind of cool. That's That's interesting. Yeah. But yeah, but apart from that, side quests aren't doing much for me. But I'm getting there. I'm starting to see the appeal. I think it's just a matter of putting more time in. Maybe I'm I'm still doing too many side quests. I can't help it. That's just how I'm wired to play these RPGs. Yep. That's my bad. Yep. That's, but no,
1: I I feel you as well. You're walking by somewhere and someone's like, like oh exclamation mark! I gotta yep. go do it. Or someone
0: just goes, help me. And you're like, okay, I guess I will. I guess I guess I. Will. Well, I am Bayek, the hero of everyone, so exactly. I better go help. Exactly. But, you know, I, I I progressed to a point where I've met Cleopatra right now, so I'm I'm on her side doing her missions. So things are moving forward smoothly. Cool but you're definitely still a bit I too am. early to call yeah <laughs> but yeah. and that's the thing not that much further like you're probably maybe a story mission off of it okay at the moment you're close yeah but and then you and it goes okay go kill these four people also here are more side quests and i just sighed and started doing no side quests <laughs> <laughs> all right
1: get the get the checkbox the get the list out yeah, Let's check those boxes. I'll, I'll,
0: when I get back to those um those story quests, I will have ridiculous gear. <laughs> Just completely roll them. Yeah, yep. Uh, but apart from that, the other game I've been playing is I've actually sort of gone back to it, and that is Octopath Traveler. I stopped playing it for a bit, not because I wasn't enjoying it, but because much like how you are with Okami, and me knowing how long this goddamn game is. <laughs> I had accepted that I was just not going to finish it anytime soon. Yep. Like, even now, I think I've finished off all of the chap, the second chapters for the cast of 8. Okay. And I'm at, like, 60 hours, and I'm just like, There's- every character has two more chapters to go, and I'm at 60 hours now. This is going to be a slog. Jesus. I may as well just settle in. <laughs> yeah, God. Get-, get comfy. This game is going to go for a long time. Oh, boy. Uh, a lot of the things i enjoyed about it are getting better like i was a huge fan of a combat when i first talked about it and i've recently unlocked basically all the, j- the second jobs for everyone which basically mm-hmm. allows you to have everyone in your team has their set job but then you can set a sub job for them like for example uh i've got my cleric who was my healer mm-hmm. but now she can also um dabble in the scholar class, which gives her access to a lot of the elemental magic, which is handy to have. Cool. Uh, they don't gain the specific task for that. So like, if I want someone to... What is it? The scholar does the... Is it inquire? The scholar basically gets information out of people. Okay. And only the scholar can do that. So the cleric doesn't get two things. She, only, she can still do her guide, but not his special thing. Right. But she can access his... Um, skill tree with job points and all that so that's added a whole new layer to me just basically filling out my team and i now have a little bit less anxiety about wanting to have certain jobs on my team but not being able to include the character yep which has made it a bit nicer (laughs) yeah
1: that seems to be like a smart decision on their behalf
0: yeah it's it's good uh, You can't double up, obviously, so you can't have everyone on, on your team be subclassing in scholars, which I kind of understand, I guess. Yep. So you have to, it's, you just, you have to think a little bit about what you give your your team, and a, you also will spend a second lot of job points on unlocking those skills again. So yeah, it it, it still requires you to carefully consider what you're going to do, but you know, it's just nice to have that extra layer of flexibility. Yeah. yeah uh, So far, the stories for each of the individual characters aren't really doing much for me, which is a problem that I am i think I'm just going to have to accept at this point. I don't think that's going to change. And if it does, then it'll be a surprise and that'll be wonderful. But they still feel a bit too disconnected for me to really enjoy them, sadly, if that makes sense. And And because they're all like... I respect that they're small, little... Like, each chapter is maybe like, talk to a few people, do a dungeon, beat a boss, move on, which works really well for the Switch. Like, especially if you're playing in handheld mode, you can pretty comfortably in like maybe a few hours, start a chapter and just blow through it. Yep. But I just, I, I say them more. Like these characters are all very cool and they do have little travelers dialogue in between where you get hints of character interaction. Yeah. Apart from that, there's just still nothing there. And that's, that's, I mean Octopath has done really well. Oh yeah. Like I think it was I think it was number one on the charts for the month it came out. I think it is I the for Yeah, I have I have every bit of Faithful get a sequel. I mean I hope when it does get a sequel, it doesn't suffer the fate of other throwback games, also from Square, like how Bravely Second came out and sort of, you know, fell off the radar. And what was that one that came out? The one after I am Setsuna. I can't remember. Lost Year? But- yeah, Lost Fear. That one yeah. also sort of didn't really make any waves. I'm hoping if we get an Octopath sequel, it will still be important. Yeah. And if it is, I hope they really hone in on that story and character interactions. And I think then it'll be basically a complete package because the rest of the game, soundtrack, combat, visuals, really good, like super satisfying. It's just that one part that I, I can't, I can't grapple with. It's just Always in the back of my head I'm just thinking, I just wish these characters talked more. I yeah. love I love when a a JRPG party comes together and just has dialogue. It's great. And there are bits of that, but not enough for me. It but was still really good. It was I'm always gonna shit eventually.
1: It was always gonna be hard having like all of these playable characters, basically, like eight playable characters, and having like oh, in yeah. depth stories for them all, which is yeah, yeah. That was always gonna be that was always my thinking about it going are they going to pull this off and it sounds like they got close but
0: not quite i mean and i will commend them because each character sort of has their own stories like this will be when i finish this game it'll be a game where i basically have eight stories yeah like each character has basically got a a narrative and that's really cool but if it comes at the cost of like the interactions i kind of would rather maybe they maybe scale it back for a sequel maybe make it six so you can have, like, yep. six full stories, but have them maybe a bit more interwoven. I don't know. I Right. It's completely on them how they take the sequel, but that's sort of what I would want from it, I think.
1: Yeah. Cool. All right, Karen. I think it's that time of the episode where it's time to jump right into everyone's favourite podcast game, Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. I'm just assuming that it's everyone's favorite podcast game. By the way, yeah. like I, I mean, I really hope. I assume it is. Like, why would it yeah. not be? How could it not be? It's amazing, you know. It's just straight fire. I love it. Um, Heck yeah, cool. So yes, our dope or Nope is our, que- our our news segment of the of the show where we dive into some of the biggest news stories of the week. Uh, we bring in a few to the table each. We don't know what each other have brought. Uh, then we both decide whether it's a dope, which means we both talk about the the story in detail. If it's a nope, where well, we move on and forget all about it. Uh, or if one of us dopes or one of us nopes, the person who doped, gets a very small amount of time to discuss and bring uh, their point to the table. Um, and then we move on. So, shall we get into it, Karen? I think we should. Awesome. well I went first with the uh with, with what we've been playing this week do you want do you want to head off dopano this week that sounds good cool
0: I'll do awesome it. I awesome. happily accept this so <laughs> first up this week I've got something that actually happened just a couple of days ago mm-hmm. uh, it's, rel- it's extremely relevant to my interests okay we finally got a new overwatch animated short. Oh, we
1: did. Yeah, we did.
0: It's a dope for me. Like, God, yes. Hell yeah, it is. So mine is also a dope. Uh, So as part of Gamescom, well, actually, you know what, Joel? Funnily enough, it wasn't really part of Gamescom. It just so happened to fall yeah. around this time. It was a it's part the of time. the um Overwatch World Cup or something, wasn't it? Was it, was it so something happening in, in Korea? The Korean World I think, yeah? yeah. Yeah. So they had basically a fan day, and... I actually haven't. I didn't catch the start of the stream, but I did see gifts and pictures of like they had like dancers on the stage, and like it was just slathered in diva stuff. Yes. Is the best way to put yes. it. Because the star of this new animated short was diva. Now, hell yeah. I have seen some people sort of complaining about it didn't like the Overwatch shorts typically have given a lot of like backstory and stuff, mm-hmm. and really like, done a good job of sort of adding another layer to the characters, and I did see some people sort of saying that they thought this one fell short of that, but I don't agree, really. I super disagree with that. I think it showed a very disagree. interesting side to D.Va.
1: Absolutely, because the D.Va we know is, like, His grandma is diva. The, Yeah, Well, yeah, but, like, it, but like the, the side we know is, like, the publicity fueled side where she's, like, yeah. meeting my fans, GG everyone, like, yeah, that's her almost her persona that she has we got to sort of meet the real we got to meet ha- um,
0: Hannah that's who we got to meet yeah. which was cool we met Hannah Song and this thing and yeah it was sort of cool to see her like tinkering with her mech and I forget the name of her friend oh, I can't remember his name either <sighs> ooh,
1: ooh, I can't remember
0: either I can't I'm find dead. it oh you know it's not that important but like we did see like um, as well she was a part of like a mecha squad as well yeah, which um, can we please? Blizzard, please make a make a squad game, please,
1: um, <laughs> or uh, like a, a, an event mode, please. That'd be great.
0: Uh, we'd love that. Joel, eventually they're going to be in this game. <laughs> oh,
1: absolutely. Well, uh, you know, we could probably lump that in with this as well because technically they already are because they're in their mechs are in the map, the the new map that got announced as well. True.
0: Good point. That's a good so, point. Which that was that was the second part of the story as well. Uh but yeah, like it was a really cool short. It sort of showcased Eva protecting against like I don't know, against enemies. I don't even know what you would really describe them as. They seem well, like they robot did, alien they did men- I don't know.
1: They did mention
0: I think Omnix did get mentioned at one point. So Oh, okay. I uh, I, I, do, think I do see that they- Omnix got name dropped.
1: I feel like I feel like that the name that they were calling them for most of the short was maybe their term for them, um, for for, for the Omnics that were attacking. But um, yeah, and it seems like this was a regular occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, good. I think this was just before she hit the fan with the Omnics. Um, worth
0: mentioning that the names of uh, Diva's Mecca squadmates. Their their code names, so like how she is Diva, were Casino, Demon. King and Overlord. Oh. I didn't know that actually. So cool. on on the on the screen where they popped up and like it was all their mechs at a commission, like you can see their names and it has like their little code names as well. Awesome. And you can awesome. see, you can get a good look at, at each of their mechs, which all look pretty pretty fucking rad. <laughs> oh yeah. They look and they look just different More as mechs as well. please. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um Uh but yeah, so it's cool to see that side of Hannah like sort of willing to make to take that risk really she yep was kind of outgunned for all intents and purposes Mm -hmm. and she took it upon Um, herself to yeah save yestrel
1: that well the the thing i like about this this short is that um well i like about all the overwatch shorts is that especially post-launch ones we, we know these characters we know what their abilities are in the game and they always tend to showcase them within these shorts really well and I think yeah. the way that they showcased Divas was really interesting because um, obviously her her Mecha bomb that she can, you know, she can fire a Mecha and I um, can't remember what it's actually called. Bunny Hop? Uh, yeah, her Bunny Hop, yeah. um But yeah, how she can, like, you know, self-destruct it, basically. That's yeah. kind of dealt with. That she does that in this short, but she does it in a really interesting way that's not like a... Oh, this mech also has a self, like a self destruct button that I can use it at will, um, and it's almost like after that incident, maybe she went back and put that as a as a uh, a function of her mech for those times where it's like I've done this once before. Maybe I'll need to
0: do it again just in case. A really expensive uh, function. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, tell you what, on a good map, I will I will blow up maybe six or seven of my mechs, oh, and it's like, how much yeah. is this? Got- Who's being billed for this? And they are just like
1: calling another one in straight away. You're like, yep, thank you. Yeah, um, call it new one. Oh, there's just there's just a fucking like a like a space station orbiting around constantly, Deever. <laughs> just like, I've watched
0: oh, well, no one. Thanks. i can't afford to have more than one mecha Actually, now I think about it, that's yeah, <laughs> like, that's it. They, only they only D.Va can be here. They funnel all that
1: money into her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's I I really like the fact that yeah you know she was she was about to lose like it was it was all over it was they were headed to the city it was gonna this this one Omnic was gonna you know start some cause some real trouble, um and so she basically like ejected out and overloaded one of the the cores in a, her mech and fired at it and it looked so fucking cool. She did it like is, and it is worth the,
0: mentioning. That her friend helped her out with that, like helped overload yes. the core so she could shoot at it. It was very cool. Yes, yeah. But she does like the pose as well while she's aiming. Yeah, She does like the, yeah, the classic diva
1: pose. I'm like fuck yeah, that's so good. Um, it's weird because like I I I play a little bit of diva, but like I I that's I she's not she's a little like one of my secondary characters, but I just love diva as a character. I like her design. I like her mech. Um. And now
0: having this backstory for her, I love. I love her backstory. You know, it's really great. Yeah, Blizzard, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to like actively ask that we get an alternative diva skin for her, like regular skin, where she's just rocking her hoodie and her cap that she has in that yes. cutscene. Yes. Yeah. I, I pulling think off that... her very best Oscar from Evangelion 3.0. There she is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Um. But yeah, I I just I you know D.Va's the Diva's the one hero that I own probably the most merch for <laughs> Overwatch wise. I have four t shirts and a hat, and I only own
0: <laughs> six pieces of Overwatch gear. So, <laughs> I mean, that. the main hero you use, unfortunately, and this is nothing against him, mm, nothing against like, him. I know. but Zenyatta. Isn't a, like deep as an in your face hero for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, she already has yeah. a lot of iconic stuff you can sell with her, like with her like bunny and obviously her ties to like Starcraft and stuff. Like yep. it just it's makes okay. her a fun I, character to make merchandise for.
1: It's okay, it's fine. Like I just, you know Blizzard just don't see Zenyatta as a marketable character. It's fine. I get it. Totally fine. <laughs> hey you it's got totally a sweet skin fine. in
0: this in this event.
1: I do get yeah. Actually, I've got a few sweet skins. The one in this event, the one from Halloween last year, the one from Christmas. Like I've, I've done all right. I they own two of them. Yeah, they do deliver on, on that
0: front. But that's where I own but, uh, most of my stuff for, for my main. But yeah. But yeah, it was it was just it was a cool little animated short to showcase the other side of Diva, which is behind a song side. And like yep. at the end, when the she's playing over reports that are talking about how she's a okay. And she's just chilling, and then she, it cuts back to her, and she's clearly pretty busted up. She's in a sling, got a yep. cast on, just like trying to fix her mech again. It's just, It Bandaged was cool, her oh, face, I, yeah,
1: yeah. No, it's really cool, and like seeing all the the, the promotional stuff that she has, like yeah, all the, the the brand tie and stuff, like the the sodas and the the ramen noodles and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was really it was, cool to
0: see the soda skin, which are, which it seems like will be coming into the game when the map leaves PTR. Yes, yes um
1: but yeah but as you said but um, there was also a map exactly yeah so set in busan which is where you know diva's from um and it's all based around like the mecha hq which is awesome um yeah. so it's a control map really cool yeah yeah um lots of cool stuff i can't wait to get in there and look around there's lots of really really fun things like diva's computer terminal and
0: uh there's like a ddr there's, like, there's a game room. Cabinet. Yeah, the games room. I think there's um, a karaoke stand as well. I think there might be. Yeah, their their rec room looks pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's <laughs> why I, that's why I kind of like this. But this map is a control one. So control maps for those who aren't versed in Overwatch basically mean it is you're fighting to control an area, King of the Hill style, but it's yep. set across three smaller stages as opposed to one yes. huge map like a payload and stuff like that. So that's gonna be fun to sort of and and like. I'm sure there are a lot of videos that are already out there that explore this map, but I'm going to wait until it drops on PS4. I'm just going to sort of wander around it. Just really oh, dig in yeah, and have a look.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm definitely doing. I did that with... Um, Blizzard, Blizzard World. World. Yeah. I just like started a, a solo game. Man. Yeah. I just started a solo game with no enemies or anything like that and just wandered around. I just walked around Blizzard World. It was great. Uh, but yeah, cool stuff. That's
0: yeah, Overwatch still alive and kicking, and Diva, Diva in the spotlight at last.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see what we like, what uh, BlizzCon brings this year in terms of Overwatch stuff. Because I think yeah, it's time, we're, well, we're almost due for a shake-up, I think.
0: Well, again, we, we're so, we've so far been sticking to schedule, so usually there's a hero around BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we'll see what that's going to be about. But uh,
1: yeah, well, there was that whole report, uh, you know, it was a few months ago. where They were looking for someone who's
0: like well versed in law, like Overwatch law, to come well, join the team. I mean, that's the other thing. So far, given this is a thing, like this time last year, we got a short, and then we got a second short at BlizzCon. So we did, yeah. And that, yeah, well, probably... I guess we'll see.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, it, I love it. I love it. I, we may not play Overwatch that much anymore, but I just I love anything to do with overwatch because i do care about the characters and the world that they've built so i do love it still it's great i still buy, and I, merch still buy for, even though I don't from play that much. yeah exactly yeah a hundred percent um cool awesome stuff um all right would you like your first story going? what do you, yeah. you, you got well that, your first story was kind of a part of mine in a, in a way but um it was in this article that i've got but um Gamescom happened last week. Well, just sort of wrapping up today, yesterday, I think. Um,
0: yeah, I think it was having its public days this weekend.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but, so it might still be, me be going on as we record this, but, uh, yeah, Gamescom happened over in Cologne,
0: Germany. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's in Cologne. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty um, sure. It's definitely in Germany.
1: Yeah, it's definitely in Germany. Um, yeah so gamescom over the last few years especially has sort of become its own new beast where it's it's always been very popular and 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 obviously you know for the european market especially but um i I think a lot of developers and people have started treating it as a serious thing that they need to well they don't need to but they they, they decide they want to bring some cool stuff to which is great um and you know it wasn't amazing like it wasn't mind-blowing this year but we got some really cool shit to come out of it so I thought we'd do a I bit think, of a rundown.
0: I think Gamescom has always really stepped up. And I think partially, like, very well, like, you, you might bring it up in the um, in the actual bit when we talk through, because this is obviously a dope. There's no way it's not a yeah. dope. But yeah. it, like in the opening ceremony, having all those actual, like, government officials being excited about video games. Yes. yes. And that goes head in hand, sort of with, I think, publishers might be recognising that, oh boy, EVE 3 is packed. But Gamescom mm-hmm. is a few months later. And it's it's probably just far enough. Like if, if you wanted to have other announcements, you can put it there. You saw Absolutely. two big games from E3, like Sekiro and Devil May Cry. They yep. were revealed at E3, but they were playable at Gamescom. So Absolutely. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's interesting.
1: Yeah. So uh, just a few rundown of some of the big things that sort of happened. Yes, as you mentioned, Devil me May some, Cry 5. Give me some
0: headlines. Give me some Devil May bullpoints. Cry
1: 5 got a, 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 a new trailer and a release date. We have a set in stone, well, for this, at this stage, anyway, set in stone release yeah. date for Devil May well, Cry you know, 5. Capcom have been good for dates lately. It's true, actually, yeah. You know, you never know these days. But, like, I, I think you're right. I think it's pretty, it seems like a pretty uh, tangible timeline from now to but- March 19th, I believe. March 8th.
0: There we go. Yeah, you're you're thinking along the lines of the other game, which is mm-hmm. going to be a, it's going to be a busy month, but mm-hmm. I think I think the big thing for Capcom is they've actually started revealing the games later, which is working out in their favor.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think they've sort of adopted the Bethesda model in a way, which is really good.
0: Yeah. Reveal late, re- release soon. Yep.
1: Build hype over like a, a short amount of time and then people are going to be like bursting at the seams and not have not forgotten about what you originally mentioned first. Which is good. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I think they did mention as well at... So I watched the um, Xbox Insider. They did a, like a an episode of Xbox Insider from the show. And they had a couple of cool announcements and in that as well.
0: And leaked their own release date for Death of My Cry before the trailer. They
1: did, yes. There was a lot of... Te- <laughs> with the opening ceremony and with that Xbox Insider, there were some technical issues, yes. Uh, one of which was that the release date did get announced before the trailer actually started um someone's mic funny, hadn't yeah. been cut uh and just looking at them when they are cut back you're just like oh i feel so
0: bad <laughs> for you guys because it's not their it's fault because, like, like you know it's... no it's not hmm. there's a it there's a just... team that on the production side that should have been like dealing with a lot of that stuff yeah like, absolutely. making sure which mics were on and off
1: <laughs> it's an honest mistake that could happen to anyone and it just yeah
0: it's a, it's a shame but and you know you um, know what like if anything's going to leak, that was the least surprising thing for him to be like, okay, so March, the release date is March. That made sense. I had already yep. assumed it would be in that ballpark.
1: Yep, absolutely. Um, I think they did mention something about in that episode of Xbox Insider where they, uh, at the end of it, they mentioned that we haven't seen much of Dante yet, and that to stay tuned for, what was it they were saying that we're going to the TGS. Po- I think it might have been TGS. Yeah, so TGS. They they sort of tease a little bit that
0: we're gonna see a bit more Dante there, so which is really cool, man. Yeah, like after the the, the little clip we got in the mm-hmm. in the in the goddamn trailer, yes, please, yes, please, yep. more
1: uh, riding his motorbike into battle and then like splitting it in half and using it as a weapon. Uh, yes, heck yeah,
0: 100%. and then also seemingly like putting it back together and riding it in the actual combat. Like, oh,
1: yep, yep. it's uh, yeah, this game's gonna be fucking insane. Um, and I'm super excited to sort of be caught up to date by the time we get to play it. So I've got a timeline now. I've got a time to, uh, a deadline to
0: hit. You do. Um, it's March, but yeah, some time.
1: It's not to, not not to downplay all the cool stuff that uh, Nero has as well. So in that Xbox Insider as well, there was a whole bunch of gameplay that they talked through as well. Um, yeah, some really cool stuff. Uh, being able to use Dante's like um like mech arm or whatever it's called. I can't remember what
0: they call it. Uh, it was called the... Devil bringer in bringer? four, I think. Yeah, devil bringer. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. But um, he also will have interchangeable hands in this one as well. To do different and they things. And
1: They can break as well. Um, yes. So they can break just after, like you know, wear and tear, or you can actually actively break them to like increase the damage of another one. Um, so there's lots of like combat options. I'm like, oh, it's cool. All right, I like that. I think they said the you same thing also, for swords as well.
0: You can also ride around on one of them.
1: Yeah, fuck yeah, you can run like a skateboard with <laughs> a kickflip. It's the best. Oh man, uh, but yeah. So Devil May Cry Five announced, a release trailer and a release date and a trailer. Uh, we also got some more stuff from Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Um, there's a whole massive article up on Eurogamer, um, dealing with a whole bunch of different things, some good, some not so great. Um, but uh yeah there's as uh, we got some new what's it called uh screenshots as well some like concept art um and i'm still very excited for this game even yeah i yeah i don't and know it's not that i'm gonna... not
0: excited for it i just yeah. want to take this opportunity i think they've yes. talked about it now to once again wag on my finger at of project red for that yes. god awful move on twitter with mm-hmm. that yeah terrible response which is a which real I... shame
1: because they've been really, it really great is. On social media, especially like interacting with people and, and joking along and stuff like that. But that was just a, a, a very, very big misstep. And uh,
0: that was one of those ones where you yeah. think before you hit send and you're like, yeah, wait, exactly. no, maybe I don't see this. But um, I mean, cyber, Cyberpunk is obviously still looking good, still not showing us that gameplay. It's fine. I didn't think we'd see it. But well, uh, apparently, there's, there was another headline that came out
1: this week that it is playable from start to finish at City Project Red right now. I'm sure it
0: is. I'm sure it mm, bloody is.
1: Yeah, so there's there's I'm sure they'll
0: fly IGN over there for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: they fucking will do. Certainly maybe Philip...
0: What's his face? Um, No, he is gone, and he is purged from Beside. Joel, just a a, little sidebar. Yep. I got really confused this weekend um, surfing my YouTube because uh, IGN uploaded a review for Path of Exile, and I was like, "Path of Exile," that's a really old game. Yep. And then I played the video, and it was like, "Path of Exile" re-review, and it's the start of their oh. going back through any re- any games that he reviewed. They are re-reviewing wow. him to completely make sure that like any any of his writing, his writing gone, just gone. Yeah, that's dedication too. I I respect it. It's and that's like that's them putting super, resources yeah. into games that they don't. Like they've they've already been reviewed, and like it's not like they're going to garner much attention by putting them back out. But it's cool that they're willing to put the time in and cover those bases.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's like, that's really that's massive
0: dedication. Mm. Um. Anyway, that was this little sidebar. Since you mentioned, it. yeah,
1: name. yeah. Uh, okay, so a couple of like quick fire ones. Uh, Jump Force got a few new characters, uh, one of which is Vegeta. Um, so if you're excited for Jump Force get it get hyped for looks that
0: looks bland <laughs> yeah it does it looks pretty average um every character looks the same like their combat looks the same I should say Yeah. And that it's cuz
1: like, they it rem- it's shown to jump this cuz
0: they are all, all essentially know. the same fucking character <laughs> well, not even that like i've i've played some jump star in my in the past and the games the games are just packed with characters so everyone's just a copy of one another it's yep. like, it's what Smash could be if Sakurai wasn't there. Going no newcomers, okay? We need some newcomers.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they're trying to keep it fresh. Um, got a couple of new Battlefield Five trailers. I haven't watched them, so I can't really comment on them. Yeah,
0: they look nice. Um, yeah, I don't say really. Besides that,
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, Saints Row Three coming to
0: the Nintendo Switch. Uh, When's the like out of left field announcement award for Gamescom? Right, and I was like, you know what? Fuck yeah. I'm I'm down to go back
1: to to Saints Row 3. That game is fucking fun. It's really
0: fun. Um It's all going to come down to price for me.
1: Uh yeah, true. Um and yeah, like it says here in this article on geek.com it says that uh it's easily the best game in the franchise so it makes sense that Deep Silver is bringing it to Switch instead of Saints Row 4. I completely agree. I tried to play Saints Row 4 and I just couldn't get into it. It just didn't feel the same. It was, like, they, it wasn't, they started it wasn't you... not that fun. Yeah. They started you way too overpowered, and it's, like, there was no way really to go from there. Whereas, like, you had to sort of work for it a little bit in Saints Row 3. Um, and it was, like, the perfect balance of, like, just batshit crazy and horribly offensive and fun gameplay. So, yeah, I'm super excited by that. Um, and then probably our last two big ones, I think, that were pretty hefty. Uh, Shenmue 3 got a release date and a new trailer. Heck yeah, it did. Yeah, so 12 months from almost to the date as we record this, it's going to be the out. The one-year wait begins. Mm, actually, yeah, it's literally I'm, like as of tomorrow recording this, it'll be one year exactly until Shenmue 3 is out.
0: I'm going to try and pick up the Shenmue HD collection and play through those two games before it comes out. I want to be I... there when Shenmue 3 comes out. I want to be oh. there.
1: I would like to. I'm. I'm hopefully going to try, maybe. But uh, we'll see how
0: we're going with time. It's not happening it's... anytime soon. It's like next year, maybe.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I oh, know. I thought it was August next year. Yeah. So no, so Shenmue Three is in August next year. But I'm talking about the HD collection, which came out like last. Oh no week.
1: no no! I'm no no. I'm saying though that this article. Sorry, I'm just reading this article. It's this article's wrong. It says April 27th. Unless I'm wrong. Um in assuming that
0: august uh, it's august 27th it's it's yeah, august it's august I thought next dot check uh, your check your sources check your guys thing. come uh, on
1: it's actually a really good article though It's actually got a good rundown of all the stuff but um yeah also a new trailer um game looks quite pretty uh
0: it's looking better there's definitely you can there's been improvements better.
1: yeah faces still um,
0: look a bit rough but yeah
1: yeah yeah no but anyway but i think the the biggest one for us uh for the two of us anyway that we were probably the most excited for to come out of gamescom we got to see a
0: whole bunch of gameplay from sekiro shadows die twice from from software from software i cannot wait for your new game to ruin me
1: oh yeah i'm it's going gonna to be
0: the best
1: I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, I'm okay at, at video games. I think I'm, I'm I'm okay. I can play hard video games. This is going <laughs> to
0: fucking just kick my ass so much. And Miyazaki just comes on and is like, are you sure about that? Because yeah. here's Sekiro Shadows Die Twice and I'm not sure you are ready. Oh yeah. It's just, oh God, it's going to be so fucked up. But um,
1: yeah, they showed up quite a lot of stuff in this in this new gameplay trailer, our gameplay footage from various different uh, locations as well um yeah heaps of outlets got hands on mm, yep yeah. so uh we got to see the grappling hook in action uh and how that operates we've got to see a little, a little bit more of the stealth element um the fact that stamina bars aren't a thing anymore is very interesting um and that yeah. every every character like your character and the enemies have like a basic like, like a, a a poise meter you have to try and fill up um Really cool. Really cool stuff.
0: The movement looks so fluid. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the the, the attachments you're going to get for your arm. Like, they showcase, obviously, the, uh, the grappling hook to get around a lot. And the axe, which breaks, like, the wooden shields that some of the soldiers had. Yep. And it's just... I'm so excited and terribly scared. Because they are emphasizing, as well, that this is not an RPG. Mm-hmm. Whereas Dark Souls and Bloodborne were both RPGs where... You know, you would build your character, tool them up how you want, and like progress and level and buff stats and stuff like that. No, there are no stats in this game. No nope. armor or weapons. You're playing as a character. Yep. And yep. like you will get you'll, you'll get gear and gadgets for your your arm, presumably. But like, yeah, <laughs> this is going to be a game where you're going to just you're to to go back to the meme. Well, you will have to get good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I
1: think that, that's more than applicable for this game from what we can tell so far. Um, the coolest thing I saw was, uh, what is it? So it's like, uh, the arm has like a fire attack as well. You can like throw fire, I think. Yes. yes. Um, but the cool thing about it is if you launch that, it like launched that, like a, like a, basically like a massive, like flame uh, that can damage enemies. But if you slash with your sword while you do that, it sets your sword on fire for a period of time. And then that yes. can do extra damage to enemies. I'm like, oh my god. Oh my god, this is so cool. Look so at this fucking flaming sword. Um, but yeah, I'm... I mean, we were already pretty solid on this it's, game, but I think it's locked in pretty pretty solidly now.
0: It's, it's also worth remembering that we did also get a bit of a glimpse at the, the ability that... Gives this game its namesake, which was Shadows Die Twice. We we right. did witness the resurrection mechanic. Mm-hmm. I still am curious about it. They haven't fully explained it, but from what I can tell from the demos and what people who play the demos said, like when you die, you get the option to either resurrect or stay dead, which presumably will kick you back to one of the checkpoints you've activated. Yep. Um, when you resurrect, you get back up, and one of the little things above your health bar has like a big dash through it. And doing yep. damage and killing enemies will fill up a little circle, which seems to bring it back. I'm curious to know how that's going to work because I don't know. That seems. I don't want to. S- I don't want to be saying sitting here going, "Oh, that sounds too easy," because we haven't played it. They mm-hmm. haven't explained it fully, so there could be things we don't know yet. But it does seem pretty forgiving. Uh, but yeah. At the same time, maybe not a completely terrible thing, really. Um, I think
1: it's i don't know i i, I think it's going to be there's going to be some sort of repercussions from it. There's there's some sort of consequences for using it though i think there has to be.
0: yeah like because the comparison i've seen is like um they likened it sort of to how in bloodborne they had the regain mechanic where if you took damage you had a brief window of time to yep. get back in there and attack the enemy and fill your health back up which i really i really like that system that's brilliant yeah so I'm, um, I'm really, like, again, they haven't fully explained it, so there could be stuff behind the curtain and not willing to reveal yet.
1: And I have heard people, like, sort of, uh, that have played that, that demo in their hands-on stuff that um, were saying that they either saw people doing this or did it themselves, were using the, the death mechanic as a sort of, like, a faint attack. So, like, letting the enemy kill you and then, like, de-aggroing from you and then resurrecting and then getting, like, a quick backstab and... Um, a few extra attacks in. Um, oh,
0: yeah.
1: I think, because well, that was in the the, the, the trailer for it, it was already three as well, like the cinematic trailer. That sort of happens at one point, and it's like, okay, so you can... Yeah. This can be used as a mechanic as well, which is cool. Yeah. Because when,
0: when it comes down to it, I think that, like From Software is so aware of how difficult the game will be, that the AI is sort of tweaked appropriately. It does seem like the aggro... Not so much aggro ranges, but the a- aggro AI is a bit better than how it was in Dark Souls, where basically you would enter a circle, mm-hmm. and an enemy would be like, "Oh, cool, I'm going to attack you now," and you're like, oh, "All right, I oh, guess you okay. weren't looking at me, oh, but fine. you sensed my presence." It seems like that's been in- improved a little bit. Yeah. On the other hand, it does seem like if you're if you're in long grass, you're invisible. So you know, it'll it'll be yeah. fine.
1: <laughs> stealth mechanics, man. That's all, That's that's like stealth. Yeah. One, one in games.
0: It's it's the it's the Tenchu coming out in it
1: yeah exactly
0: yes um there's like you can like hug walls and do like stealth attacks and attack from ledges and sort of insta kill enemies if they're weak enough from jump attacks and stuff like that yep also it's just gonna be weird to have a jump button in a from software game uh
1: yeah i liked it from what i can see in the gameplay stuff like oh yeah it looks rad Traversal-wise, like being able to like jump up in the air and then grapple across to some like the other side of the map, up high and then dropping down on an enemy and like shoving a sword through their head and yeah, even like grappling
0: um, two enemies.
1: Yeah, like that's yeah, I I can't imagine how how far down this rabbit hole goes. Um, with stuff there's that an we
0: can amazing do in this game, there's an amazing video that's go, going around, which is basically it's it's like about a minute long. It's from Varti's video. He put up a, like a raw. Because Vardy did a video where he basically talks about playing it, and he also uploaded yep. like uploaded a twenty minute video of just raw gameplay, right. and it's just a clip from that video, and it just says, uh, "This is how you know it's a From Software game," and it's him fighting one of the big guys with the, with their hands in like the um, restraints. Yep, and he's like he's got his sword on fire. He's like attacking it, does a full lap around it, gets it in the back, blah blah blah, nearly has it, but he's standing next to an edge. And the guy, the dude just s- does his, like, the slam attack where he slams straight down to, like, knock you on your ass. Yep. And then picks him up and throws him over his head down the hole to his death. <laughs> yep. And it's just... Yep. It's the perfect embodiment of, like, what a From Software game is. It's like, yeah, you were really good, but also you forgot to be fully aware of what was happening. <laughs> exactly. But now
1: remember this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now you know for uh. future. Also, this guy just just destroyed you annihilated yeah um, no resurrect from that
1: but the, that, that, that's all the rundown i've got from uh, from gamescom oh except for it wasn't in this article that we were talking about before briefly as well um supermassive games kicked off the opening ceremony with uh the announcement of their new anthology series that's a Heck horror yeah, an- they did. Mm-hmm. it's a horror anthology series called entitled the dark pages anthology Um, so Supermassive, if you're not familiar with them, they are the ones behind things like the inpatient, but more noticeably, uh, and more critical and publicly praised is, uh, Until Dawn, the playable slasher film, basically. It's Um, really good. Yeah. Really, really cool concept. Fun to play with people. Um, almost felt like they kind of beat Quantic Dream at their own sort of game a little bit
0: uh yeah in some ways they they did
1: (laughs) yeah yeah like making it as like a like putting something uh, putting it around like the 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 confines of like a horror genre where it was fun to play by yourself but if you had a lot of people around it was more exciting um yeah i think that's and it wasn't super heavy like like people can die and all sort of stuff but like it was still like a slasher film essentially so oh yeah uh but yeah, so it's their new uh horror anthology, and they showed a trailer for the first episode, I guess, of it. I guess. I don't know how they're yeah. gonna describe it. Um so it's called the uh, The Man of Madan, I think it's called. Um sit on a boat? Yep. And like people like swimming in the ocean and trying
0: to find yeah. things. But, uh, yeah. It didn't reveal heaps, which is, like, honestly the ideal situation, but it was enough to make me go, yes, I'm in. Like, slide me up. When this comes out, I will check it out. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: I am sort of keen to check it out. And I think we were talking about this before we started recording, that um, Until Dolan was sort of like, I never finished it, but you did, and it was sort of, like, teetered on the slightly too long side of things as a full game.
0: Yeah, Um, I... I mean, I don't think. I mean, it's it's it isn't a super long game. It's it's about in line with what you would expect from a typical video game. But I think right. because of how it like the sort of game it is, it could benefit from being a bit shorter, being a bit tighter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I, and it sounds like that's what these anthology games might be shooting for, which is cool. Yeah, it's really
1: awesome. So like you know these sort of small, smaller bite-sized pieces of entertainment, and I think they mentioned they're going to try and release like two a year. Um, the first one. Yeah. So like the first ones, uh, yeah, the man, man of Madonna, I think it's called, um, is coming out in 2019. No concrete date yet, but, uh, sometime next year, but you would assume it would be towards the start of the year, like the first half of the year, if they're going to try and release two a year. Um, you would assume, yeah. Uh, I guess just, you could probably put two and two together from that. Um, but yeah, that was kind of neat to see. Uh, that was uh, a thing that's happening.
0: There was actually another cool little thing that came up. I'm not sure if it was a part of uh, Gamescom, but I'll bring it up there because, you know, it's the closest I can think of for when this was talked about. But it's actually about Hitman 2.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, you're
0: yeah, right. So Hitman, Hitman 2 is obviously the sequel to Hitman that came out last year, which was done episodically. But... As a, in a very cool move, Hitman 2 will bring back all of the Season 1 locations in the new game. That's really awesome. So they'll be that's remastered cool. with new and updated features from the Hitman 2 stuff, including updated AI, hiding and foliage, all sorts of stuff. But um, yeah, that's just... that's So basically when you buy Hitman and 2 now, you're getting two games in one.
1: Yeah. And I think they, yeah, they've got up, uh, updated objectives as well, like new objectives. So even the people who have played yeah. Season 1 have new content to discover in those areas. And... Um, I think they're gonna be pro and Xbox One X enhanced as well. Which is really cool. So,
0: um yeah, if you if you own season one of that, then you'll you'll get it. Yep. Yeah.
1: I'm uh I'm kind of looking for I uh, maybe thinking about giving it a go. I mean if you if you wanna see me and my amazing skills at playing Hitman, uh there is a video out there that I did with uh point and click. They were okay games at the time, but uh uh, I hung out on a couch with Josh and Lauren and played some Hitman with them, and yeah, you can go, go and you, watch that. Go and watch that video and see how that one ends. Turns you, out for you me, you
0: did fine. It was fine. You did good. Did I though? Oh, let's did let's
1: say I... you did. Oh boy, I've, I'm not one of my prouder <laughs> moments. Um, wasn't didn't feel didn't feel too great about representing dialogue options at that uh, particular situation. But yeah, anyway, uh, if you want to watch me play that. You can go watch that. But, uh, yeah, I, I was sort of intrigued by it and I never got around to picking it up and
0: playing it. But
1: I've just heard nothing but good things about it.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. And, like, when it was finished, I was definitely tempted to pick it up, but I Mm. didn't. But, like, I don't know. When Hitman 2 comes out and when they announce, like, how people who don't own Season 1 will be able to get it and how much, like, we'll be looking at, like, I will, I will look into Hitman 2 because those games are sort of enjoyable. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, but yeah, I think that's all I've got for my, uh, for my roundup from Gamescom that I could remember and find off the top of my head.
0: Uh, Kyron, what do you got next for me? i got a neat little headline for you. A little, okay. s- little small nugget of an announcement that we don't know really a great deal about at this point. It okay. was more so a little tweet that popped up in my feed over the, the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. I'm we're intrigued. Getting a new, we're getting a new Reigns game, Joel. Oh, yeah, I did say this. Yeah, this is pretty dope. The official not of the stamp of approval from you, Joel, the big thumbs Yeah, up. I think
1: so, yeah, because I like Reigns and I like those guys. They make a really okay. fun series of games.
0: So, it's again, it's really short, only really a headline, and there's a there's a brief like fifty second trailer you can check out that sort of shows a bit of it in motion and maybe gives you an idea of what to expect. But Reigns is getting a Game of Thrones spin off in collaboration with HBO. So this is like the real deal. Yep.
1: This um this makes so much sense. Um, it does, doesn't it? It really makes. I, I'm surprised it's taken this long to get like to have this come out. Like this it makes you read like because if you're not familiar with Reigns either, it's a uh, it's a mo- well started on mobile uh, mobile game uh, that's basically like fantasy Tinder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> in the first one in uh, in Reigns, you're you're the king. Um, you start off and you basically get presented with scenarios, uh, and you either swipe left or right for whether you agree or disagree with them. And you've got to manage resources and things while you're doing that. Um, you'll die quite a lot. And then like the, the next, your successor, the next heir in line will take over and you continue the the story from there. Uh, and the story shapes out over that. There's lots of secrets and hidden things and stuff that could happen. Um, they also released a second one called reigns her majesty i think it's called yeah you um, play
0: as a queen
1: you play as the queen which i started playing again the other day i, I actually bought it and never played it And i, I remember I like, f- <laughs> so after i saw this news i was like oh shit i should go play that um but yeah they're really they're fun coming to,
0: they're coming to switch so i definitely want to pick them up when they yeah. drop on the switch
1: yeah they are perfect for mobile though they are just perfect for like if you're on the bus or sitting in bed like because it's just reading it's like you're presented with scenarios The writing in it's really great as well. It's really funny. Um, But yeah, I think taking that concept and putting it in the Game of Thrones world, I think opens up to some potentially really hilarious situations, I think, as well. Oh, yeah. So from what I
0: can tell, you start as Daenerys Targaryen, but as you reach the end of that run, you will unlock other characters as as you go forward. Right. So That's cool. Maybe I will finally be able to get the Tyrells on the throne and rule forever. Who knows? We'll see. But <laughs> until you, until you get killed by the the, the
1: the the dog that's actually the devil. Oh, <laughs> that's a, that's a legit thing that happens in Reigns one. You encounter a dog and it keeps coming back to you, and it's, oh, it says it's like ruff ruff. You can either choose to pet it or not, and after a while, it reveals itself that it's the devil. And I was playing cheese oh, I was playing two the other day and a cat came up and did the same thing and the two options were pet it or are you the devil um and and i chose that and it ran away straight away i was like i want to be you motherfucker Um, (laughs) got you figured out yeah i was like it's probably not like it was really yeah it's really funny like how you sort of learn things as well throughout the game um that you'll be able to carry on to your future uh line of airs i guess But yeah, I, I just, I can't believe it's taken this long and it just, it's something that you sort of read and go, oh, this makes
0: so much sense. (laughs) Like so much sense. It's also just really cool for those developers, like a little small team to, they've got, they're doing this collaboration with HBO for what I think is fair to say is the biggest show on television at the moment. Absolutely. That's so cool.
1: And it's cool because, like, you know, they, they, they obviously they made a really solid product. They made a sequel yeah. to their really solid product. It got featured by various, like, gaming outlets and and sites and the app store itself as in terms of the mobile space. Like, the app store were all over it. We're like, this is amazing. It's great. They promoted it um, heaps. So, yeah, it's really cool that they get the opportunity to do something like this. And, I, like I said, I can't wait to see what – because the writing is so – great in it and obviously it's going to be like you know alternate timeliney kind
0: of stuff where oh yeah absolutely
1: you know it, all all rules are out the window and anything's on the table so um i'm excited to see where they go with that which will be fun
0: well jolly you'll be able to check it out when it comes out sometime in october cool i didn't realize it was that close it's crazy
1: yeah it's real
0: soon yeah
1: that uh, rains is if you haven't played rains and that and like you know the, the concept of fantasy tinder sounds really interesting to you definitely go and check it out i'm pretty sure it's across they're, like they're, they're pretty reasonably priced aren't they they're like i think it's like five bucks maybe um yeah, that's not too bad it's yeah and there's a fair bit of content in there as well um and it's just it's it's fun it's really funny I, it, it's gotten a couple of genuine laughs out of me as well a couple of times which is really good so um yeah nice mm, cool lovely um would you like to hear my? This is my last one. I've got one more.
0: Okay, I have one more as well. So yeah,
1: what's what's right. your last one, Joel? Lay it on. All there. right. Again, a little bit of a headline. Um, and the basic thing is, Nintendo's Shigeru Miyamoto says fixed price games are preferable to free to play.
0: That is the headline. I'll say dope because I I agree with a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So basically, there was an interview with him. Uh, at the Computer Entertainment Developers Conference via uh, Bloomberg online. Um, And he said, um, we're lucky to have such a giant market, so our thinking is if we can deliver games at reasonable prices to as many people as possible, we will see big profits. Um, But yeah, he goes on to say that, you know, I can't say that our fixed cost model has really been a success, but we're going to continue pushing it forward until it becomes entrenched. This uh, That way, everyone can develop games in a comfortable environment. By focusing on bringing games to the widest range of people possible, we can continue boosting our mobile game business. So I think he was talking mainly in terms of his mobile game,
0: uh, or in terms of Nintendo's mobile endeavors. Um, See, that's curious, though, because like their most successful game was a free-to-play one. Exactly. So, I don't know. Uh,
1: yeah. I just thought that was really it's interesting. interesting to carry that over to especially in this day and age when it's not just mobile games that are doing free-to-play stuff like arguably the biggest game on the planet at the moment is a free-to-play title so you know across all consoles and what a
0: lot of the really popular games really are like even going back to the earlier pc days with the with the 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 surge of league of legends like that's a free-to-play game yes yeah yeah true dota Um, Two's free-to-play
1: yep um and then, yeah, like, you know, you've got your things like your Fortnites as well. And then just seeing, yeah, Fortnite, like, you know. The current big thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think the thing is, like, you know, you get, you're get opening up your market a lot more to people that either may have a console or may not have access to, like, a, like, you know, regular funds. What's it, mainly kids. Um, it's a free, like, if you're a parent, you can be like, all right, cool, download this. Like, obviously lock off all your payment details and stuff so they can't buy, like absolutely 800 battle passes and off. stuff, but um, but yeah, you can be like, yeah, it's a free to play game. You know, it's not hyper violent or anything like that. It's a simple premise, and yeah, like, why wouldn't you sort of use that as a a, 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 a you know a reward for your children? In my eyes, anyway. Um, yeah, but yeah,
0: like, again, I've got nothing against free to play. I just think I do like like a fixed price model. Just makes it easier. I mean, obviously obviously sometimes free to play works better for some than others but yeah i i don't know it's it's a yeah. it's a weird whole thing it's weird but i think fixed price sets the bar at a good level for everyone
1: yeah yeah absolutely i think it's like I, and you know i guess i don't know whether there's something to assume or not like you know this is an assumption or not but like when you have a fixed price game, you expect a level of
0: quality from it, I guess. Yeah, I think it's fair, and I on the other side of it, I think things get a bit murkier when you're a fixed price game and you bring in all those extra microtransactions. Exactly, then things yeah. start getting a bit weirder.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I don't know. It's it's an interesting landscape that we're in in terms of uh, the game. It's industry. also
0: it's always interesting to hear Miyamoto's thoughts, like he's. Every now and again, like, you get, like, a nugget of a quote from him, and you're like, that's interesting food for thought, and Mono, thank you.
1: Yeah, and he's just, and he's not afraid to speak his mind. He will just come out and say, he's no. like, yeah, I, you know, fixed price games for us, you know, we'll keep doing it until it becomes something we literally can't do anymore. You know, they're not going to give up on it now that it didn't work so well with, you know, Super Mario Run, if you're looking at the mobile space. Um, but, yeah, apparently a part of this article is over on, um, the rundown I'm reading of this article is over on VG247, um, but apparently uh, Reggie FMA, uh sort of said recently that uh, loot boxes have gotten a bit of a bad rap, and he compared them to baseball cards. I
0: saw that. Mm. I saw that. And in some ways, he's, he's not, not wrong. wrong. Like I've, he's I've, not wrong. I've seen the baseball card argument. The only difference yep. is you have those baseball cards. Yes, and you can trade you them. You can do stuff with them. <laughs> yeah, you can use them
1: to trade with people. or what Yeah, Exactly whereas you know loot boxes in say Overwatch you can't trade skins or or you know sell them or anything like that so yeah but uh yeah I just thought that was an interesting interesting little
0: headline yeah. that
1: I thought I'd bring to the table
0: Well I have one more for you Joel lovely Now this one this one is more of a ruling and okay. it's a ruling that I've I've long sought, and it's nice to hear it from the source. Okay. Right. So, this week, a certain game, Joel turned twenty-one. Oh. That game God, is God. Goldeneye 007. Oh, of course. I yeah okay I know where this is going. You know where this is going? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a dope for me because it's a great story. Okay, cool. So there's okay. First of all, there's a really good write up. I might actually link this in the post when it goes up from uh, Mel Magazine. It's a really cool deep dive into some of the development, the the process of developing Goldeneye 007, and there's a bunch of interesting stuff in here, like how the 64 wasn't really built when they were making this game. So they'll sort of right making it as they went and like had to hobble together a control to test it on and oh my god they got to go to the set and got access to like maps and all that sort of stuff so they could make the game as accurate as they could it's sort of a little bit ridiculous yeah but what we're actually here for is so it's 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 an interview with a few people the the ones in particular that are coming i'm going to bring up carl hilton the lead environmental artist yep and mark Edmonds, gameplay and engine programmer Yep, and who's the last one? It's um, I can't find his name anywhere here. Anyway, those of of the two will we'll focus on. Odd job is cheating. Official, we have it, Joel. Official. Yep. The the team has said it. Odd job is cheating, and I'm glad because I've always felt like he was. Yep. Uh yeah. No, it was always the
1: ruling it's like you know, no odd jobs because you know. Obviously yeah, he's, he's cheating. <laughs> he's super cheating. But yeah, apparently it's official, isn't it? Like, uh, officially he yeah. wasn't supposed to be a
0: part I'll, of the game. I'll read you some of the, the choice quotes from Hilton and Edmonds. Yep. So Hilton says, We all thought it was kind of cheating when we were play testing with our job. Due to his short nature, the auto-aim of our weapons grows above his head, but it was too much fun to take out, and there was no impetus from any of us to change it. It's clearly, It's clearly become part of the culture and folklore of the game. Edmonds says... It's definitely cheating to play as odd job, but that can that can just add to the fun when you're all sitting around sitting there next to each other and berating, slash poking, slash hitting the person who chooses him. Yep. Personally I like to pick Jaws, who's man, that's the exact opposite of odd job. Jaws is huge. Yeah, Jaws And then be beat awesome the person now. with odd job just to show them. Oh, <laughs> that's I like that. Um but yeah. Man, fuck odd job. <laughs> yeah, fuck odd
1: job. That's oh. really,
0: that was really all I wanted to bring from it. But I, I will link the article because it's a very cool read. They sort of go in on, um, like, how multiplayer wasn't even going to be a focus of the game. Wow, that's insane. Yeah, like, they just had it ready and then they took it, they showed it to Nintendo. And they had it ready to go, like, running so they they get, so they could say, well, we have it running, it'd be a shame not to use it. Yep. So, it's just a really interesting read. It's full of, like, some some, like pictures of the maps they were using to to develop the game stages and all that. I just love Gold 007. It'll always be the best 007 game. I don't care what anyone says.
1: It's yeah, it's pretty damn good. Like it's it's hard to go back to like, for me personally, but like it's
0: it's still a good I game. have I I don't know, I, I I slip back into it comfortably sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, totally fair. But uh yeah, that that's really it Just it's good to know that Odd Job is definitely cheating. <laughs> We the have a ruling.
1: ruling, yeah, yeah. Twenty one years later, it's 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 locked in stone. One for the history books. Yeah.
0: So if when you go home tonight and you fire up Double O Seven, like Goldeneye Double O Seven, to play with your friends, which obviously everyone will do. Oh yeah, don't pick odd job. He's cheating. Yeah, don't Yeah. There you go. Job. Simple as that. He's a joke character. <laughs> God. But that's all. That's all I got.
1: That's it. Well, that's all I got as well. That's uh, pretty, I thought I thought the Gamescom talk might be a, uh, you know. There was, like, three or four announcements in there, so technically I had,
0: like, a whole bunch of stories. Yeah. Technically you had a whole bag of stuff. Yeah, exactly. I cheated a little bit, but... It's, it's fine. fine. You snuck it under the radar and I let it happen. Exactly. It's all good. Yeah, That's how I roll. <laughs> Sneakily.
1: Exactly. Okay, now we're done with another episode of the uh, of Dope or Nope for one week. I think it's time that we checked in with the bonus round. <laughs> Bonus round. All right, of course our bonus round is our question and answer segment where you the listener can uh, write into us and we'll answer your questions or play your games or have any of your comments that you wanna you wanna put out there in the world uh, and we we mention them on the show and uh, try and answer them in the best way that we can. We've got a few tasty little morsels this week um so I think we should just kick right into it so first up, we've got a question from the one, the only. Mr. Sean Kirkpatrick, wonderful, wonderful human being, and uh, designer of all our graphic design work on uh, across our social medias and whatnot, uh, and just a genuinely amazing friend to us and the show, and uh, yeah, we 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 love him a lot. So we're gonna—he's uh, got a question for us this week, and he says, "What games have you finished but never loved?" Oh boy, oh boy, mm, indeed, indeed.
0: I mean, I could already got off a list.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've got one yeah. big one, one. One big one that's just the forefront of my mind right now.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm more curious to that because minor ones I probably have already said before. Where I'm like, yeah, I finished that game, didn't like it. But uh, what do you got first? Well, it, it,
1: again, it's one that we've mentioned many times on the show before, and it's of course Metal Gear Solid Five. of and, course. Well, look, and like all arguments, this might play into another question later on as well that we've got but I mean a lot of people out there are like you know oh but the gameplay's so good the gameplay's so good I'm like yeah but at the end of the day that's not why I was playing that game like it it yeah I just I I felt like it didn't deliver and and all the the whole idea about it being Kojima's phantom pain giving us the phantom pain and and all that kind of jazz I get it but I still can't help but feel underwhelmed with that game um, and yeah, I finished it and I was like, I, yeah, big old man. The problem meh. is
0: it's a very good game, but it's a bad Metal Gear game. That's the issue with that's it. That's exactly
1: it. That's exactly it. A hundred percent. And I, I, again, that relates back to what I said, like, you know, at the end of the day, that's not why I bought that game. It's not why I was excited for that game. If, um, the gameplay was, was great. It was, it was a really good game. It's just that in terms of, a, as a Metal Gear game, it just was not good. No, it just it did not deliver on any form. Like it, it, it's it's the video game equivalent of, and it was all a dream, and that made me real sad.
0: <laughs> I mean, Devil's Advocate, it it sort of made the rest of the Metal Gear Solid canon make sense. Sorry, it did.
1: Yeah, I guess we we I could guess, we could break but... it
0: down on in like a spoiler. Form, but like like the reason why I yeah. mean I'm i am I'm with, I'm with you 100% I don't yeah. like a lot of that game but and as annoyed as I was when I got to the ending like once the credits finished rolling I was like ah, well, I think Metal Gear 1 and 2 make sense now and so does the ending of Metal Gear Solid 4 so true I'm not happy like, but like these now make sense
1: yeah but I again also it's not a finished
0: game <laughs> like, no that that's a big we, thing that's yeah we, Kojima we yeah. Kojima was going to drag that thing out as long as he could before Konami was like, no, we need to release this. We just have to. Yeah.
1: And like, I, I get that, but also too, it just, it, it's, it's so, the more you think about it, it's so glaringly obvious that it's an unfinished game. And that's why I think, yeah, I, it's just my, my big uh, disappointment that I, I finished that game. Cause like really, if I'm playing a game that I'm not really into, I won't finish it. I won't give it the time almost like I I don't my time is valuable so I don't have time to sit around and play something that I'm not enjoying you know um there's an interesting thing yeah. on the Easy Allies podcast this week about and um, there was a a new dad that was talking about like people telling him about how who, now he's got a kid he won't have time for games and all this sort of stuff and he had a whole bunch of different rules about um how he was still managing to be able to play games and it was all really interesting and sort of applicable to just anyone, really. Uh, and one of the rules was: if you're not enjoying, don't waste time on a game if you're not enjoying it. And I was like, that's yep, that's a hundred percent true. Like
0: uh, that was a lesson that some- I really sunk home, like hit home last year when it was just nothing but good games. If there was ever a time yeah. in 2017 when I was playing a game and wasn't feeling it, I'm like, I was not nah, shelf it, just shelf it because yep. there's a really good game around the corner, and there's no point just spending time on something you're not into. And really, Absolutely. you could sort of apply that to life, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, time is precious and very yeah. short.
1: So you know, well, well, why waste time on something that you're not enjoying? Mm. Um, so yeah, that's a good philosophy to life. But uh, but yeah, I think that that was the big one that stuck out in my mind. It Was like, oh boy, the, I I played through that game, going maybe it'll get better, maybe it's maybe it's, maybe the story's just around the corner, and then it just sort of ended, and I was like, okay, cool
0: confused Uh, look on my face (laughs) yeah most of mine so for me a big part of it like you said like if you're not enjoying a game there's no real point in pushing yourself through it and generally that's what will happen if it's like a like a standalone game or a new ip sort of arrangement but if it's a franchise if it's a game in a franchise i'll generally see you through to the end and that's where most of my games that i finish but do not love are and you've right. got ones like you've got Final Fantasy Thirteen, which was a piece of right. garbage in my eyes. You've got Resident yep. Evil Five and Six, which are just right. trash. You've got <laughs> Legend of Zelda <laughs> Skyward Sword, which is a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> you know, right? All yep. all, all, all those sort of ones. But again, like it's, I, if it's a a regular one off game, if I'm not enjoying, I will just generally stop playing it. Yep. Yeah. No, that's an so interesting I don't, point I about don't like see credits.
1: Yeah, that's an interesting point though about like if it's if it's something from like a series or a franchise that you do love that you try and push yourself through it. And I think well, I guess that relates back to Metal Gear Solid Five. Like, exactly. I pushed myself through it, was, it going part of Metal Gear. Exactly, I had to play it, and I was so excited was missing for link.
0: It.
1: it. It was, but then it wasn't. Uh, so, but it was also, but it also was. Yeah, it's. Oh God! Um, Enjoy
0: your real phantom pain, Joel.
1: Oh God, it, it. I like. I I think about that maybe like
0: once every week or two and just go <laughs> and just, just have a giant internal sigh. And it's like, cause I think oh about Metal God. Gear a lot. And it, especially whenever Hideo Kojima comes up, it remind, I think back on Metal Gear, I'm just like, ah, fuck. Yep. And then yep. I, I think about how sad I'll be eventually when Metal Gear Solid 6 comes out from some other team at Konami. Oh, and yep. then we'll honestly, we'll probably look back upon Metal Gear Solid 5 and be like, oh, I, I sort of miss you. Yep. It's like oh god.
1: I just It's such a shame. But Yeah. That's uh that's all I've got really off the top of my head for sure. Yeah, fashion. like I
0: said, I could I could probably rattle off a game from each of the franchises I've enjoyed. But this is a game that yeah. I finished and then looked at it afterwards and just gone, Nah, I'm good. You're bad. I don't know why I wasted my time on you, but I did. Yeah, pretty much. But
1: Oh, boy. Well, let, let's keep this going because our next question kind of rolls into what we've been talking about, I guess, already. So uh, thank you very much for your question, Sean. We appreciate it, as always. Uh, and our next our next question comes from Mr. Broderick Gordes, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast. Uh, if you like television and hearing people talk about television, uh, especially people who know television and the ins and outs very, very well, um, then you're going to love hunting seasons uh d- d- please go and listen to it it's really great if you, you ticked any of the boxes of the things i just said you'll love this podcast it's just and i've said it before on the show and i've said it to 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 both broad and damask um before that it it is the type of show that i i, I if i had stumbled across it on my own and not known the two creators of it i would have been trying to get my friends to listen to it for for like weeks months um and just being like, you should listen to this. I think you'll really enjoy it uh, because I think it's just a really well put together podcast. And uh, yeah, it's really entertaining to listen to. They have a great rapport with each other and yeah, highly, highly, highly recommend. Um, I actually don't know what they're doing at the moment. What, what show, I think they're on a little bit of a break, maybe. broad has been overseas. Um, yeah, he has. I think like, yeah, yeah. Lucky. Um, the the last uh the last one I think they did that off the top of my head, I think was Orange is the New Black Season Six. Um, so if you're one of the people out there that's very much into that, then uh you might want to hear some people have a conversation about it. And so Hunting Seasons is your place to go. It's your one stop shop. But uh Broad asks us, what games do you love but haven't finished? So kinda the inverse of the last question. Um again i got one big one that I can see on my shelf right now that I'm looking directly at. I have a, uh,
0: an actual shit ton on my Switch <laughs> at the moment.
1: Oh, actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's I've, I've got a, a lot of those as well that'll probably pop up on my... After you've mentioned them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, no, the one that's... The, the big glaring admission that I, I'm i just... I don't know why I haven't finished it yet is uh, uh Yakuza 0.
0: Yeah, God damn it, Joel.
1: Finish yeah. it up as a zero. It
0: was in yeah. my go list last year. It's really good. I
1: know. I know. And I really enjoy it. I really do. I love it. I started playing it before you did. And I was I know. Like, like raving about it. And I still, it's been a year and a half and I still haven't finished it. And it's just, yeah, I've got to get back to that. I've just got to, I've, I've got to have time, like a, a good couple of days where I'm like, all right, I'm going to get myself back into this, um, but yeah, oh boy, oh yeah. So that's that's the big one that's on the top of my off the top of my head that I've got because I can see it directly. It's directly in my line of sight right now. I can see the spine of it on my on my shelf over there.
0: <laughs> uh again, I've probably got a few. Uh, the big one recently, I've got, and and it's especially because I, I rave about this game, but I have not finished it, and I don't know if I will mm. finish it because. I tried booting it up the other day, and I was just bad at it. And I was like, oh, like, maybe I won't finish this game. And that game's Hollow Knight. Right. It's a really good game. Yeah. It's a beautiful game. It's an incredible game. But I haven't picked it up in, like, a good month and a half. And I went to pick it up the yeah. other day, and the boss I was at just destroyed me. And it was just disheartening. I was just like, oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe no. See, I think
1: I'm at the final boss of that. Um, and... I, like, yeah, I'm I'm scared to go back to it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard game. It's um, really good, though. It's not special. Buy re- it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Buy it. It's an Australian developer, and they're all awesome, and they've supported that game to the ends of the earth, and I'm just, yeah, super, super impressed with their final product, and uh, it's, it's a, a super quality game. But, uh, yeah, especially after playing Dead Cells now, like, I'm going to find it, I think, yeah. a little hard to adjust going back to it, because... It's it's not like it's a slow game, but in terms... Like, compared to Dead Cells, it's it's much slower. Because Dead Cells yeah. is, like, blisteringly quick.
0: Dead Cells is blisteringly quick, and Hollow Knight's combat's got a rhythm to it that you get into.
1: Yes, yeah, you've got to really... Again, probably very similar to Yakuza 0, maybe a little less time, but you have to set aside, like, a good couple of hours to sort of get yourself, a class, like, reaccustomed to everything. Yeah, um, and the map's and huge, and works. there's a lot
0: of wandering around and getting lost and all that, so... Mm.
1: Yeah, which is great. It's still it, a really no, good it, it's game. Not, yeah, absolutely. It's not a detriment to the game whatsoever. It's still fucking phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I think that's a that's a really good one. I think that, uh, a lot of the uh, the roguelikes that I play, like I just haven't finished. Like, Enter the Gungeon, I mean, man. I technically like, you
0: can't really finish them. Oh, yeah, you can. Like, they
1: they they have endpoints. The ones that I play have endpoints. Like, Enter the Gungeon has an endpoint. There is a there is a final goal that that you are trying to comp- uh, achieve. I don't know. It I is just possible I, to I, do I, so.
0: I wouldn't. I don't. Know, I, I, for Roguelikes, I don't see the the goal of those games to get to the end personally. Yeah, I,
1: look, I, I, it's not part of the goal, but like there's still a goal, and I would like to see the end. Like I would like to see the end of Enter the Gungeon or even Dead Cells. Like I feel like I'm getting closer to that though. I'm I'm inching away. I had a really good run last night after work. Had a real good run, um. there's I was, oh, I was a force to be reckoned with. Oh boy, all, uh, I had like a
0: there's a there's a fucking countdown on on Dead Cells now because we are days away from the release of a messenger.
1: Oh boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, there there's a lot of things that, that we're switch on the, keeps the on the coming, off.
0: man. The switch keeps on coming.
1: We're like we're like a week and a bit away from Spider Man as well. Like it's just
0: oh. I'm days away from playing Divinity Original Sin Two, which will consume a lot of my time.
1: Oh yeah, I'm contemplating
0: that as well. <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> um But, but uh, yeah, yeah, like there's a lot. Of, there's a like I probably have like a laundry list of like RPGs that I love but haven't finished because RPGs oh, are course. inherently a long slog of a game. Yeah. Like, I only recently finished uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, and I picked that game up in December. Oh, and it was, yeah. It was a solid, like, six-month adventure to finish that game, just spread out over time. Uh, Persona 5 well, I- last year I finished, but it was a full month to do that, so yeah. Oh, I have heaps yeah, of RPGs yeah. I haven't finished. Like, Octopath um, is ongoing.
1: I was about to say, you just you, you were talking about Octopath before, so it's... um I'm trying. I'm definitely- trying to get there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But like, I guess that's what JRPGs are like. You you know that what you're signing up for when you when you jump into one of those.
0: Oh yeah, um, and but it yeah. on like by that same reason though, it is very easy to fall off and then just never really pick it up again. So yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and especially if it if it it might be like you know it might be grabbing you, but not one hundred percent. And all it takes is you just to fall off for a week or two, and then you're like, nah, nope, that's that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I don't think I'm going back to that.
0: Oh, speaking of uh, RPGs, actually, I just want to throw out another uh, name for the for Sean's question. Sorry, Brod. As uh, as for games I finished but don't love, uh, Nino Kuni two. Ooh, didn't really one. care for that game when I finished it. I don't know. Kind of just that didn't leave a mark on me at all.
1: That seems to be a very like. General consensus on that game as well—that it was like, yeah, it's okay.
0: Yeah, which I guess on the inverse, actually, to to cater to Brod's question, I love the first Ni no kuni I never finished it, and oh yeah, it's absolutely—it's on my shelf, and I look at it sometimes, and then I remember I have to ho- hook up my PS3, and I just give up.
1: Yeah, that's that's a lot of effort for for something like that. Oh, actually, I, I a game that I love that I haven't finished is another one. Just reminded me—I was just looking at my Xbox One, Um Cuphead. Oh, I fucking yeah? love Cuphead, but I have I've not finished that. <laughs> um, every time I every time I look at my Xbox One, I'm like, man, I should play some more Cuphead, and then I just don't. Um, I will one day though. I will Classic. get to that. I will finish that. There's no real investment to that though. That's really the only investment is like taking an hour or so to, to like again reaccustom yourself to the the controls and and the the rhythm of that game. But yeah, I will get to that. Man, that's a good game. Just it, it is such a it is such a joy every time I start that game up. I'm just like, ah, oh, this is so pretty and so lovely and <laughs> ridiculously hard, but I, I but fair. And I love it. Um, but yeah, you got anything else that springs to mind, Kyron?
0: Uh, look, not really, honestly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I, I've been cool. trying to make it a a thing to finish games recently. Yeah,
1: me too. I mean, well, I've been I've been trying to finish games that I should have played a long time ago. So, you know, and yes. I've done pretty well. I've knocked over three in the last couple of months. It's
0: very impressive. You're doing three, good. Three months, yeah. Yeah, actually, like thinking of it that way, I'm like eh, I've done pretty well. Still haven't finished Jakks Zero though. Um, I think I've been keeping a list of games I've completed this year, so I can get to the end and be like, I. There we go. I did complete some games this year. That's good.
1: Yeah, I I I, I told myself I was going to do that, and then I didn't. And so, <laughs> I think I'm someone sort of on the out,
0: someone from EZA, I think, was saying they were doing that last year. I was like, that's a good idea. I might do that.
1: It's, yeah. I think it might have been Huber, actually. I think I remember it sounds like a Huber that. thing to do. Yeah. He was very like, yeah, no, nah, I'm keeping a list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But thank you very much, Brod, for your question. It was a lot of fun. It was a good tie in with Sean's question as well. So, um, thank you very much. Moving right along, we've got a question from our very good friend, Mr. Benjamin Clark. Ben asks us this week, what is your unpopular gaming opinion? Be it uh be it you like something that no one else likes or you hate something everyone else loves. Explain your reasoning. Oh boy. I mean Cow
0: Again job. I've
1: got uh I've got one that it's not a secret. It's not gonna be a fucking super big revelation, because I've mentioned it a lot of times before, but I just don't get the appeal of Crash Bandicoot. I just don't get it.
0: i like Crash I... Bandicoot as just your, your personal punching bag.
1: I think so. And I think it's like, part. I, I think I have like, you know, just to pull the curtain back a little bit. I think it's almost like part of a character now that I have as my like persona on this show, but. The guy who
0: hates Crash Bandicoot.
1: But I also, I'm like, I don't, I don't love it. Like I just, even at a base level, I'm just like, I, I don't get it. Like, it, I really don't get it. I think it's just it's pure nostalgia that people have for that game. If that game was released now even with like an updated control scheme and and slightly different I just I don't think it would do as well without the nostalgia filter, you know what I mean? Um but that's just me. It's mean, my hot take, I guess.
0: Your hot take. <laughs> Yeah. I, I i was scratching my head over this question for so long because i don't know if i even have any which might sound boring but i don't know I, like i just think that a lot of the things that i even the stuff that i'm like i don't really like this most people are like yeah like the yeah biggest one i can think of and it's just because it's been on my twitter feed so much because um the last season of the walking dead's been coming out i don't give a shit about telltale games anymore yeah like fair i just enough. i just it's not and the thing it's not a super unpopular opinion i've seen a lot of people that is like sort of in the same boat i just the last one i finished was batman and then i tried playing guardians of the galaxy and it was literally just putting me to sleep so i deleted it yeah and ever since then I've, like every time i put out new stuff i'm like I just don't care guys your engine I'm. Not, I i do not know. If, like, if an if a new Walking Dead is on a new engine, I think it's definitely running better or on something yeah. better than the other ones were. But like, an engine was a piece of garbage held together with duct tape, and oh yeah, it made playing it made playing those games so painful with just screen tearing and audio delays and for sure uninteresting like character models and environments and stuff. But again, I don't really have anything that's sort of like I don't like this or I do like this and everyone loves it. Like, I just don't really have anything like that. Sadly.
1: Yeah. Uh, having said that though, Kyron, uh I was uh, a couple of weeks ago when I was hanging out with um uh Cotta and Lauren from Point and Click. Uh they were telling me about they'd just finished playing the first episode of season the, the final season. And yep. uh they were they were selling the game to me, honestly. They were it sounds like they're you know, all bets are off, I think, with this final season. So I was like, okay. And I like knowing that Gary Witter's back writing as well. He's, I, I think who wrote the first season. I'm like, okay. All right. And just hearing d- things that they're doing with the character of Clementine. I'm like, okay. All right. I could be convinced to go back. And even them talking about it, they were saying about how you probably don't even really need to have played second or third season. Really? They reference stuff, but they're still like, you know, that motion comic at the start, I think where you can pick your choices and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, maybe, maybe if I find time, but I probably maybe won't.
0: when it maybe when it's all finished, and if it's on sale, and I just really want that platinum. Yeah, eventually true. when I reinstall Guardians of the Galaxy, it'll be just for that platinum because it's easy. Well, and I can just sort of well, like just
1: mash through the dialogue. There are trophies now. There are. It's not just get through the game for a platinum trophy with the season four. I mean, the four. W-
0: w- Wolf Among Us had that. It had, like, mm. certain things yeah, to, you had to achieve as you were going through. Uh, yeah.
1: It seems like they've built on the Wolf Among Us style of things in terms of achievements and trophies. From what That's I fine. get, I was talking up, to those guys. I was guys. open a walk through. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just ask just just ask Lauren for her strats. She's the one who plays uh, them, like, four or five times over to get everything.
0: When I when I, when I eventually get to it, when it's on special, oh, I'll hit her up. Yeah. Just be be like, be like hey, fill me what's... in on the deets. Where, where are all the secrets? Give me, give me the crit path that I can get to to, to quickly get through this, <laughs> to get that shiny um, blue trophy at the end.
1: Exactly. Yeah, gotta get that ding. Um, cool. So yeah, I, I I think yeah, I sort of struggled a little bit apart from the obvious one that I did bring. Like I I sort of struggled a little bit trying to th- think of something that. Because I guess it relates back to as well. Like you know, if we're not enjoying something, well, I guess we don't we don't really pay much attention to it. That's the, yeah. the beauty of being able to, of free will and being able to choose what you like, I guess. Um, you know. And there's and I mean, there's if, plenty of people, yeah.
0: like, as soon as something happens, they jump on Twitter or Facebook or YouTube and, and like, splurge out their hot takes. And it just never really interests me. Like, I, I usually will tweet along with stuff when it's happening, but I'm never usually like, this is shit, or, like, anything like that. I never really have anything that unpopular to say on anything, really, which it's, it's just fun to be there and be a part of it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it comes down to, like, a base level of, like, if you like something, then like it. If you don't like something, then don't like it. It's totally fine. Yeah, Don't let anyone else impact the way that you think about something. Um, You know, don't be like, oh, man, I'm too scared to say that I didn't really like this, you know. You might get people like me that are just like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But I'm not going to be like, I I I think you're a terrible person. It's going to be like, well, that's your opinion. Like, But deep, deep down I'll, you think that. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. Yeah. Cause I am a terrible person. So, um, no, it's, uh, but yeah, if you like the things, like the things, it's, that's what I say. Yeah. I think that's what we both feel like generally, like exactly. uh, do, doing, from doing this show, we both, we just like to bring things to the table that we're super excited about. And, uh, and that's great. I think a little bit of positivity in the world. <laughs> um,
0: Spread it around. Oh,
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Spread the love. Good vibes. Love and respect. Um, cool. Thank you very much, Ben, for your question. I hope that was a, a satisfying answer for you. Um, we sort of skirted around it a little bit, but I think I, I'm pretty happy with what we gave there. Um, <clears throat> but moving on to our final final question. It wasn't actually a question. It is a game from Mr. Brendan Hill himself. I got tongue tied there. Mr. Brendan Hill himself. Um our wonderful friend and your wonderful housemate. Uh so after Brendan's last game that he gave us a, f- a month or two ago. I'm very excited for this one because it was that game that he gave us was damn good. Um <laughs> it was really it was really fun. And uh reading through this one uh I've, I've got a good feeling about this one as well. <laughs> so Brendan suggests to us this week he says, congratulations on your promotions to lead designers. But surely there's been a mistake? How do these greenlit concepts work? The, the the pictures are nothing like the originals. You better expand on them and then decide which ones get made. And he's given us a list of stuff. Um, and here's where it gets a little buck wild. Um, so starting off, he says, ace combat, but the combat is crossed out. Um, Moving on to this, this one just says "call off duty." Um, and then we've got, I'm gonna ha- have trouble pronouncing this: Castle Visual, uh, Castle Castle Visual visual Novel. So Castle Visual Novel.
0: Man, that's that's not easy to say. I should be. Um, meant, I, I'm not sure if it's meant to, for it to say Castle Visual Novel.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, I was trying to, like, think of the best way to, like, say it the way you day, he's
0: written it. You were staying true of yeah. a written way.
1: That's fine. I respect yeah, it. Yeah. It's not great. It was not great, but, you know, I tried my best. Um, then we've got Metroid Murder Mystery. Uh, Poker Monster Hunter. Oh, that actually, oh, that one sounds good. Uh, and then finally, we've got Star Wars Rogue Squidron. Or does that say Swordron?
0: So, <laughs> where do we start with this one? I have no idea, but the only ones I really... I, 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 when I saw this one just says, Call off duty, I just imagined that you were a dude going door to door. Basically telling soldiers, <laughs> it's like, The war's over, guys. We did it. It's over. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's great. That's great. I, yeah, I, I kind of like, like that. have those immersive uh, motion control door knock controls right there, you know.
1: Uh, just to build on that though, that could be an interesting concept about like every house you go to is going to have like a different soldier with a different story. And maybe you get a little glimpse into what, how that person's
0: dealing at that point in their life. That could be, uh, you've, you've already taken a third than I was going to go. That's, that's a good, a good point. Like that. Yeah. I don't know. You just mentioned
1: that. And I was like, that could be kind of interesting. Like a, a, a really good uh analysis of like what war does to people and, and being able to, that's, that's pretty good. That could be And you can, can, can have, you, you can
0: for that. You can have your, your different door knocks will elicit different reactions from it. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's something there. I like that. You know,
1: plenty of dialogue options. Great name for a podcast. Uh, um,
0: it doesn't I count mean, when doesn't, we do it. Doesn't, I was going to say, it
1: doesn't work when we do it. Yeah. It doesn't make any more sense. But uh, it's basically just um,
0: self high fiving. Yeah, it really is.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like that. That could that could uh, that could do well on the indie scene. I reckon. It'd be it really could
0: actually. Call off duty. <laughs> that's, a, that's a YouTube oh, okay. game, there.
1: That's yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, have like a whole bunch of like soul-crushing moments in that game. Um, I I'm looking at Pokemon Monster Hunter. Because like I just I imagine like running running through the jungles and then turning a corner and then seeing like I like I like off sized Pikachu <laughs> and having to try and take it down. Um, actually, or even just like having like the legendaries, like as, but having to fight them, to weaken them, you have to like fight them with Monster Hunter combat before you can attempt to capture them.
0: That'd be kind All of fun. Right. So capture, not kill, not like in Monster Hunter.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. We're not harvesting up. Well, I don't know, Maybe. No, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not killing legendary Pokemon, (laughs) or Pokemon in (laughs) general, but... There's only one of each, allegedly. Exactly, yeah, well, you know. Um, Yeah, I, I kind of like that idea, that'd be fun, I reckon.
0: I mean, hey, (laughs) we need to freshen up capturing Pokemon somehow.
1: Well, that's it, yeah, true. I... (laughs) The other ones are just interesting, and I'm, I just, I, I'm... I'm fascinated by, by a few things by the, the comments themselves but also how Brennan's brain works um, <laughs> that he's come that he's come up with these because it, it's just things that I would never have thought of and just like ace combat but the combat is crossed out like what would that even be so that's just ace is yeah. it is it
0: a tennis game
1: it could be I just thought of like a really cool guy and his name's Ace
0: <laughs> just <laughs> a really cool dude that's just yeah. his everyday
1: life <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he just, he, he just, he's good to be an awesome dude, and it's like a, it's like a life simulator, but you, you just, uh, you have a, you, everything's good for you, and you're just like, hey, you say that a lot, and do like finger guns, there's like a, a there's a dedicated <laughs> button for finger guns, for A. Finger
0: gun button is necessary.
1: Yeah, he wears cool sunglasses, he might have a leather jacket, I don't know, that could be DLC, I don't know.
0: Uh, for, for Metroid murder mystery, all I've really got is like the world's easiest like uh murder mystery visual novel game where it's like, I wonder who killed the Metroid and it's the answer is always Samus. <laughs> yes. It's if it, the game like tries to play up the, the air of mystery and it's just like oh, who did it? And it was Samus. It was she's it's, the one who kills the Metroids. <laughs> red, red herrings don't work when you know the, the outcome. <laughs> <It's just> like <laughs> you can't really get away with that,
1: unfortunately. I mean, um, that's. How,
0: I mean, I guess you could flip it and have the actual murder mystery be like a, a Metroid is killing someone, but then the answer is like oh, it's a Metroid, possibly that Metroid over there. There's not, there's not many of them. Something well, it's like right a there, shape.
1: Probably. It's a, it's a shifting Metroid that's like taken the form of Samus.
0: Job I don't. I mean that we already did that.
1: Yeah, true. Metroid <laughs> Prime such- did that. Yeah, that's got, true. Sa-
0: that's how we got Dark Samus.
1: <laughs> yep. Okay, but never mind. That that is a game it's that fine. already exists.
0: So, there you go. Um, that that game exists. Congratulations. <laughs> um, the Castlevania
1: visual novel could kind of work, and I am I am like seventy five percent sure that there is a fan made version of that out there somewhere. That someone's Probably. made something like that. I I I almost like yeah, I am like seventy five percent sure that that exists on the internet somewhere. It's you it's a dating that. visual novel, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this could be a good time to talk about the fact that I backed a game. I don't know if I've mentioned it before or not, but like, I backed a game called Boyfriend Dungeon that I'm very excited about that is a dating simulator dungeon crawler where you date weapons. and Brilliant. Yep. And the weapons have, they're, they're, they're actual people. They have personas and they have likes and dislikes. And you've got, you can pick your favorite one. And I, at one of them's a cat, one of them's designed by the Hatful Boyfriend creator. I'm like, yes, just, I'm done. I'm in. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe, maybe you can take some, take a leaf out of that book and, you know, you could even date Simon Belmont's cross. I don't know. Oh, that's... No, no, it's got, that- it's got to be
0: the characters, man. It's got to be, or it's got to be the bosses.
1: Oh, yeah, but like oh here's the thing okay so it's a dating it's a visual novel dating visual novel but it does have like gameplay elements to it so in order to like try and get them what this sound, this is going to sound really bad but in order to try and get them to go on a date with you you sort of have to beat them in a fight whoa It's <laughs> dark yeah it's super dark and it can have like this undertone of like commentary about like
0: i don't like, i don't even know like
1: man this, i've this I've,
0: this has turned a corner <laughs>
1: I think my coffee has kicked in well and truly, and my brain's firing on far too many cylinders at the moment.
0: Hey, let's let's think about it in a funnier way again. Like, imagine dating uh, Frankenstein's uh, Frankenstein and oh no, Frankenstein's monster and Flea Man is what I'm trying to say. Oh my yeah, that's, god! Yeah, that's a fun little fun little date there.
1: <laughs> oh, and like you know, you're getting along really well with Frankenstein, but Flea Man is like super jealous because <laughs> you're not paying any attention to him, and, and you you're can gonna try and picture... manage both of them.
0: And you just picture going on your date with Dracula and you get up, you, you get up to him and he's just sitting down in front of a fireplace, like in symphony of the night's intro. Oh, Sorry.
1: Throws the throws the glass into the fire. What um, is a man? <laughs> a miserable pilot. I need you to show me. Um. <laughs> there we go. Oh, uh, and God. then we've got. <laughs> that took a second got... to sink in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Uh, the, 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 cue soft, tender music there. Um, and then we've got Star Wars Rogue Squadron, or does that say Sordron? Um. I don't
0: know what to do with this one. (laughs) I
1: don't
0: know. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe it's like a, uh, I don't know. Rogue Squadron has to try and take, take on like a, like the, an invasion of like space
0: squid. I was just gonna say it's a, it's a, this a Star Wars uh, Splatoon crossover.
1: Oh, <laughs> there we go, there we go. The inklings are I like,
0: don't, I don't know what makes it unique, but that's that's what I got.
1: Oh, it doesn't have to be. Look, at this point, we've got enough. We've got we've got like our artsy indie games, and we've got like our like our Cash Money movie tie-in. This is our Cash Money movie tie-in.
0: Man, the you, bunch. these 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 pictures are getting greenlit immediately.
1: Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely down for that. Um I just I want Jesus. I want Ace I want Ace to be a real thing now. Just, <laughs> can, can someone out there please like do some fan art for Ace? I just wanna see I just wanna I wanna see that character come to life. He's our new mascot. <laughs>
0: hey, I don't Ace. agree with this, mate.
1: <laughs> Ace coming twenty nineteen. Um Don't make don't make promises you can't keep, mate. Yeah, well look, you know. We can delay it. Still, it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I think that's it. I think that's all that we we've, we've got a good lineup there of stuff. Solid
0: life. That's gonna that's gonna make us some money and yeah, uh, make some people on the internet very angry when they come out. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. But we're not in it to make people happy. We're in it for the money. We're just we're just ca- cash hungry. That's all we are. It's a business world. Cash. Yeah, video games are a business. Um, all right, thank you very much, Brendan, for your game. As always, I love it. I love it so much. Um, I hope uh, you're happy with our
0: games that we've presented. Uh, I hope they I'm going to ask you. him when I speak to him later. Just be like, "What? What were you thinking when you wrote some of these? I'm genuinely yes. curious. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Yes, we need to. We need to have like. Can you just like record him on your phone so we can just. Like, <laughs> it up somewhere just to, to hear the definite rundown of what he had in mind that'd be great a definitive answer yeah I'd really like to hear that um but I think it's all we got time for this week though Kyron I think it's an episode I think it's
0: an episode alright then well then first and foremost allow me to just thank you all for reaching this point in the episode we do appreciate it for listening to dialogue options we have a lot of fun doing this we do. uh, if you want to keep in touch with us or keep up to date with what we're doing you can check out our website, which is www.dialogueoptions.com. You can hit us up via email at com. or on Facebook and Twitter, where we are just Dialogue Options. Uh, and again, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, whether it's Podbean, Spotify, I don't know if Spotify has anything really, actually, or like iTunes yeah. or anything like that. Any reviews, thumbs up, shares, likes, whatever you want to do, that does help. Yeah. We appreciate it if you do it. Tell uh, your friends. Yes. Uh, that comes Please. under sharing, Joel. Okay. I was just being a little bit more specific. I'm sorry. Okay. All right. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> this is fine. Uh, alternatively, if you want to keep up with us on our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am, at LOMNX, where most recently, Joel, actually, I just finished binging a really good show on Netflix, re- recommended to me by... By our friend, Ben Clark. Okay. And that was uh, a show that I, it's hard to really describe what it is, but it's, a, it's, it's called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and it's just. Oh, I watched a couple episodes of that. I need to go back to it. It's really good. Like. Yeah. I am Rachel 100%, Bloom is 100% like... emotionally invested in that show and its characters at the end it's of season like, four. It's season like part, it's part musical, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like a musical rom-com drama, cringe comedy. It's it's a whole bunch of things. I and don't know why I haven't watched more of this. This is like a. It's this really is good. right at my fucking alley. Yeah, I'm all about it, and I'm like itching for the next season, like final season. In fact, next month or well, in, in October. Yeah. Uh but it's really good, and I am legitimately emotionally invested in what happens in this show now. Uh, season three was honestly incredible in ways that I didn't expect it to be uh, but where can awesome. they find you Joel
1: um, you can find me at Jolly Mac. where the last thing I tweeted is the fact that I am beyond excited now look I know I've got a lot of concerts coming up at the end of the year but what's why don't, why don't we throw a festival in there and why don't we throw a festival in there at the same week I have two gigs already that I'm going to you better fucking believe I'm going because you know why Kyron baby metal are playing the japanese pop idol slash metal band are finally coming to australia and i could not be any more fucking excited don't get me wrong the rest of the lineup is amazing as well like i'm super down for it Smith street bands on there all time low um dashboard confessional the offspring like it's it's a solid lineup of people bullet for my valentine I'm, i'm down for this festival um my my venue manager at work is organizing tickets for us like she's buying tickets for us to go we're all going as a group um but baby metal man i'm just so hyped i finally get to see baby metal live and i just cannot wait uh if you're not familiar with baby metal go and look them up and uh also you're welcome because they're the fucking best um (laughs) there's a song called give me chocolate and it's all about wanting to eat chocolate but they don't want to because it'll make them fat like it's just the best it's so good there's lore behind the band oh man I'm totally hyped but yeah that's all I've been tweeting about just excited for good things good things festival get get around I'll make it sh-
0: I'll make sure to, to send you uh, videos of all my sweet Ridley combos when you're at the at the festival
1: yeah I look I know it comes out it's <laughs> it's the day after Smash Brothers or the day of Smash Brothers it's
0: the day of Smash Brothers <laughs>
1: That's fine. That's fine. It'll be fine. Uh, all right, then, man. That I, know, yep. I know.
0: I know. I need to listen to them more. Then, then maybe that would affect me more. But it, it, so they good. are very cool from what I've heard. Yep. But that's it, you That's for show. So that's I it. will let our wonderful theme song, By You, take us out. And Ooh. we will catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye.